Thank you for tuning in to the Manny Project Podcast. Before I introduce my next guest, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in to the Manny Project. Thank you for following on Instagram, Podbean, and on YouTube. I'm pretty excited. My next guest, Mike Diuto, and um, I've known him for probably the last six or seven years or so. I've been dealing with a lot of injuries, and he's been the main guy. He's been the fix-it-all mechanic for me, whether it be my Achilles, my knee. He's he's literally got an answer for everything. On this podcast, we talk a lot about working out, how we would eat, how we need to recover, because at the end of the day, if we're working out or playing sports, we're doing a lot of damage to our bodies. And recovery is just something that we don't really give a lot of thought to and something that we don't really think about. So I'm very grateful to have him come in, uh, especially after a long day at the office. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy the podcast. But uh, welcome, man. Thanks for having me, John. Episode two, bro. Yes, let's Episode get it done, two. For sure. Yeah. Um, welcome to my cold basement, man. Uh, I have no <laughs> idea. Actually, what just... It's actually pretty cozy. It's, it's cozy, but right now it's cold. Uh, I sent a video to my sister and uh, I was wearing a sweater and fleece sweatpants the other day because yeah. it's that that cold in this basement. Ba- basements are uh, are good at this temperature when it's close to 40 degrees outside. So it was. Basements it was. are good. Dude, uh, I got roasted in the sun today, so I kind of need this. Yeah. You know when you spend those uh, days in the sun where it's like just too hot? Yeah. yeah, yeah. today. Yeah. Sweltering, today. sweltering heat. You need a little bit of fresh, uh, fresh, cool basement for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Welcome, man. Welcome. Thanks for having me, John. My I know pleasure. It was, I know it was a really long day for you, so sorry I brought you in after yeah. this, but uh, you hustled in for me, man. You yeah, hustled. I did. There, are, all my days are always long, but uh, <laughs> for you, for you, I, I'm gonna get this done, man. Thanks, man. Sure. Thanks, man. My pleasure. Um, yeah. So obviously, I'm sorry, man. I, that hockey game I tried getting on, but it's New York and New York, and uh, I have no idea what happened to it. But uh, it's kind of obviously a fucked up time with That's hockey. Okay. Yeah. Any any sports on right now is is good. Really, going going two three months without sports was 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 a challenge. So yeah. Any any anything, even if it's a rerun right now, it's it works, man. What about like uh, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr.? Does I like that, it, man. Does that bring you in? I like it. I yeah. like it. You know why I like it is because these guys are they can if they if they train properly they can still they can still bring something to the table, man. You That's, know what? Honestly, what they should do they shouldn't have a twelve round fight. I think they should have just like a a three round fight. Yeah. Of like two minute rounds, yeah, and just try to kill each other. Yeah, let them go out, <laughs> let them go hard. They got the hunger, you know. The thing is, they're still fit, right? So, well, depends how you define fit. Well, fit. We for, can we can define that in a bit too. Fit, fit for <laughs> fit for their age. Like you see Mike Tyson training. He's, oh, for sure. He's got he's got a little little left in the tank still. So yeah, the, I mean, obviously he's in his what is he fifty something? Oh man, I have no idea. Sixties maybe. Anyway, in, in and around there. For that for that age, man, he's he can move. He's he, quick. Still. He can chuck. So he can uh, chuck. But uh, Roy Jones might have a little more speed on him. I think Roy Jones will probably just avoid all the punches. He'll kind of do the Mayweather to the Pacquiao. Yeah. If you remember that yeah, fight, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, wear him down a little bit. Let him let him overwork himself. Yeah, then, jab him uh, from the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Boxing is kind of a weird sport, man. But what I do remember, and I never watched boxing religiously. I don't know if you really did yourself. I did. I was a big Mike Tyson fan Were you? back in the day. Yeah. The one thing I yeah. always remembered was him just knocking people the fuck out. Yeah. Like yeah. He gone. Took, he he uh people didn't last long with him. Right? <laughs> and the fear, you seen the fear in their eyes. Yeah, yeah. You know. He turned the lights out. Yeah, he was able to 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 shift into a gear that 
not many other people had. Yeah. You know, so. So uh, ferociousness. It's kind of a weird thing, but do you believe in that where some of these wild, great athletes, they need to be wild outside of the sport? Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I think it's, it comes down to a little bit of a kind of like a personality type thing. Maybe. That, that they can transfer into into their sport. Maybe. Yeah. Where they're yeah. just like a wild demon on the streets and, yeah. you know, they have to train only for a week. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they'll just knock somebody out. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. They, they, yeah, people have that in them. Right? Do you uh, do you follow UFC? I haven't followed UFC for for a long time. Really, I used to follow it when it first came out, which was many many years ago. But I haven't I haven't really followed it too much. Okay. Uh, lately, so. Um, yeah, don't mind yeah. my dog. She's gonna be in and out. Ella. It's okay. <laughs> let her let her come join us. Yeah, honestly. Um, so if you don't watch a ton of UFC, have you heard of uh, John Jones? John Jones, I heard of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have. Do you know how wild he is? I've seen uh, <laughs> I've seen one or two fights, and he can get pretty okay. uh, pretty amped up. Have you seen how wild he is in his life? No, that I haven't. Seen. <laughs> I haven't followed him uh, that closely. He'll talk about stories. Ella, get down. Come on, down. She wants to take part in this. I know. Eh? She's jealous. She's, she she sees else. a camera. <laughs> she sees a camera but you know what whenever time when every time i put my phone on her she she doesn't want it yeah yeah so she's not really into the camera it's okay um but john jones has uh said himself he will party hard for a week so when these guys say they party hard yeah. it's not like us going to like a bar or a nightclub it's yeah. like party hard yeah. like dennis rodman yeah basically right? dennis rodman basically. had that in them and and the team basically from that documentary the team basically said you know what we have to let this guy go out and let him do what he has to do <laughs> so he's, you watch he's got to unleash he's got to let loose he he comes to work for us yeah and he he does his job yeah every day he goes to work and he gets everything done so you know what let him get out there and, and do his thing if he's, so you obviously watch save the last dance yes i have okay I so you've lived save the last dance yeah and you've obviously watched it. Was it the same or was it different for you? Uh, I found it different. There was a lot of, a lot of information that, that came out that, uh, I mean, I didn't know. Anyway, a lot of detail that... Of course. That... Uh, especially I don't contract... I don't anybody... Especially knew, contract right? detail, man. Yeah. Like that so, brings another element to it. Yeah. It was it was very well done, though. Liked it was. It, liked it a lot. Yeah. So, it was. Yeah. So uh, for our listeners listening to the podcast, again, welcome to my third episode, man. I've got you here for a reason. And uh, my big reason is because uh, you've been a part of my life for, uh, Jesus, maybe seven years or so. Yeah, in and around there, for sure. About six or seven years. Do you even remember how I came across with you? I don't remember. I think you just stumbled into the clinic and, uh, you know, I think it was your... your, your calf, your gastroc that, yeah, was, that was bothering you. What else is new, man? And uh, <laughs> seven yeah, years later, that, here that I am. Recurring uh, injury, but I think you just stumbled uh, upon there, and then uh, yeah. we never we never got through Big Rob, did we? No, we no, never connected so. that way. I think right? we found that connection after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So obviously, Mike's uh, my physiotherapist, guys. Uh, he's been my physiotherapist for seven years, uh, but I'm gonna let him tell the story. So, like, tell the listeners about yourself, uh, who you are, what you are. What you like, just give the background to you. So, uh, so I've been practicing uh, physiotherapy more so in the sports um, uh, field of it for over 10 years now. Um, I've done a lot of schooling. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, holy shit, like, did I really stay in school for that long? But <laughs> you know what? It was all well worth it. It's a passion that I have. 
Um, I don't really see myself doing much else uh, while I'm here on this earth than uh, than what I do. So I love what I do. I have a passion for it. Um, I mean, my my uh, kind of sp- specifics are, are athletes, but I mean, I don't only see athletes. I see a little bit of, you know, uh, anybody with any type of injury. But I think my, my forte is, is probably athletes with, you know, with my sports background and uh, that sort. So basically what we do is, is uh, in a nutshell, take a, a screen, a movement screen of athletes and basically see how they move. Uh, and just by looking at how they move and understanding what sport they're in, um, we can kind of find, um, you know, anatomical limitations that might um, make their sport a little more difficult. So I'll give you an example. A pitcher, basically look at their shoulder mechanics and, and basically see if they predispose themselves to injury or not just through um, movements and of course you know a lot of people have limitations that they don't even know about yeah muscles that aren't uh, aren't working properly muscle patterning that muscles aren't firing properly um, you know whether it's joints that aren't moving correctly so we try and find those limitations and then obviously work to to restore them and and try and uh, enhance their performance at the end of the day so treating injuries is one thing but I think enhancing performance is is another huge part of what we do yeah so. I, I would agree man because uh performance you know we don't have to be like the top of the notch athlete we don't have to be tiger woods in golf or we don't have to be ronaldo in soccer but i think what everyone wants to do is have fun but also be good at what they're doing yeah yeah for sure so and, and some people are are you know younger athletes a lot of younger athletes that i see they're working at like 75 percent of their of their potential just simply on you know this joint doesn't really move as well as it should or you know this muscle is not doing what it's doing i mean you can get somebody to go and do a squat or give them a set of squats all you want if they're not using the right muscles to 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 fire through that movement in the right firing pattern then there's a lot of energy leaks going through that system and then that affects your performance now transfer that into um somebody at a high level athlete you know you're gonna you're gonna be very very predisposed to to injury and of course of that sort so so i know um for me at least i'm i'm just a baseball and basketball guy but you've worked on my legs for like calves but yeah, but John, your calves are... Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I remember that story about that kid. There was that kid lying, lying next to I remember to that the, story too, man. the treatment table. And you know, at that's why I'm happy that there's a space between <laughs> tables now. Too bad we can't put up the yeah. curtains, though. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, look at that guy's calves. Holy. <laughs> yeah. John's got some of the bigger, uh, biggest calves that I've ever worked on. So he always uh, gives me a run for my money when I try to take the uh, muscle restrictions out of... Out of those Listen, man, I wasn't trying to go down that path at all, but uh, sure, sure. Like, yeah. honestly, man, it, it is work. But um, what I was going to say is obviously you're kind of more specific sport for like yourself. So yeah. do you, would you say that you hit all sports across the board or are there like obviously in terms sports? Of treatment? Uh, maybe treatment? more of ones that you specialize in with like a lot of your patients. So we see a lot of a lot of hockey players. I mean, being in Canada, just there there there, there are a lot of hockey players. But yeah. we, I mean, we we specialize in in hockey players, soccer players. I see a lot of rugby players just because I have a history uh, with playing and coaching rugby. So, um, I mean, baseball players. But I w- I would say hockey's our biggest, you know, and and uh, 
when we look at hockey players, there's there's specific areas of the body where we kind of focus in, zone in, and target. Um, you know, being the hips and the and the yeah. core and uh, lower uh, lower body. So we see a ton of hockey players. So I, I, I would say our specialty is uh, is probably hockey players. Yeah. It's always kind of weird sure. because I see you guys at the clinic, yeah. and I always think it's like soccer based. Yeah. A lot of soccer base, or of yeah. course rugby base, because obviously you're like more ingrained yeah. in that sport. But so- uh, soccer, there's a lot of soccer players in the area of the clinic up here. So um, I mean, we tend to see a lot of those as well. Um, again, you just start to see different uh, different injuries, and and you focus in on different areas. Yeah. With uh, you know, depending on their sport, right? So of course. Now, obviously, without giving too much detail, uh, because you can't. Right. But. What would be like some of the most common injuries that you encounter and some just like maybe some simple things that like people need to like think about that they really don't think about? Yeah, I mean, obviously you're, I mean, we, we see a ton of uh, ACL injuries and knee injuries and, oh, and nasty things like that. And it always gets me, I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible to, to watch an athlete go through an injury like that because it's devastating and it a lot of times it changes their career yeah um, for sure so obviously a lot of, a lot of specific uh, injuries that that have had a specific type of mechanism of, of injury but then you get people coming in with just you know I have a little bit of low back pain that you know just came about on its own or a lot of shoulders ton yeah. of shoulders and neck. Yep. Uh, which which work work together with the way the body works, um, but no real mechanism of injury. Like they'll come in and you know I I didn't really do anything. I just kind of felt pain there, <laughs> and that goes back to is your body working as efficient as it should? Of are course. there muscles? Uh, are there muscles that are working the way they're supposed to, doing what they need to do? Yeah. Or are there other muscles compensating for the lack of what's not happening somewhere else in the body? So it becomes almost like a uh, you have to almost be a detective to kind of go in and find what's working properly and what's not and then piece things together and then figure out what is causing um, their pain so shoulders is a is a huge one yeah, yeah. have you say shoulders knees low back shoulders knees and low back yeah, yeah. Uh, so without I don't know if you know, I told you or if I told you like in the screening process but uh, I have uh, partially torn ACL on my left side and my left knee. Yeah, I think you mentioned that one time, yeah. Uh, so every time you try to, like, stretch my quad out, there's a point where I'm just going to, like, kick yeah. you with, g- give yeah. you, like, a donkey kick with my right leg because I know it's going to, like, pinch. I'm always looking for that other leg, John. I always watch, and I'm, I'm pretty quick, man. So I, I, I can dodge that little that leg coming at me. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, ACLs, ACLs are tough. ACLs are, are, are tough, man, and, you know surgically repair them or you know sometimes people don't yeah depending on what their lifestyle is or or how how much you know how how torn it is yeah but uh it's it's a it's a nasty one yes so i know you've been working with uh, the high schools and the rugby teams there yeah so i don't know what kind of fields that they have but do you notice that there's a trend of all these turf fields coming up and perhaps maybe the rise of acl injuries kind of like finding its way or maybe not not acl only but like LCL, PCL, anything yeah, knee, MCL, kind of just injuries like... in general. Um, you know, there's a few studies out there that that show a higher um, a higher rate of injury on turf fields. Yeah, and specifically because there's a lot of grip yes. on that field. Too much so, grip, almost. Yeah. So when you're when you're running on that field and you're you know the the, the, the high agility sports and you're cutting and you're changing direction quickly, the grip, the, I mean, you essentially your foot 
is planted yeah. and your body's going in a different direction, <laughs> I mean, that's that's a recipe for disaster sometimes. So, yeah, there's, um, I mean, you, you see it on, on both because on grass fields you might get, uh, there might not be enough grip on a grass field and you might get that. Uh, the sliding the and then sliding. it kind of grips and holds at some point. Right. And yeah. it'll catch and then you'll get an injury from there. But yeah, I've seen I've seen a higher. Uh, well, I've read studies that that show a little bit of a higher uh, rate of injury on on turf. Fields. On turf, yeah. It always kind of pains me because I never had a full rupture. So knock on wood, I hope I don't ever right. encounter that. Yeah. But my sister has. Yeah. And I've seen that the surgery can be like really really tough. Right. I I mean, it's one thing to play a sport with like that Don Joy brace. That's like as best as it could be. Yeah. But. You're never back to like 100%. But what's kind of interesting is the athletes that are getting the surgeries nowadays, mm-hmm. are they turning that corner quicker? Or do you see that it's still kind of that same process, maybe just a little bit sooner? You know what? The beginning post-surgery, right after surgery is, is by far the worst um, yeah. just because of the, the, the amount of swelling and you know, the amount of scar tissue that scar builds up as well. That's building up and, and it's it's swollen and painful etc but i mean once after about the the four four to six week mark you you turn a corner yeah and then it's up to it's up to them it's it's really how much they want to put into it so it's a long process you know you're looking at like a a a year recovery um and it's all what they put in so there i've seen people that don't put in as much and and that's how much they get out of it they're not getting much out of it um and then I have people that are there two, three times a week and doing everything that they're told to do. Um, and those are the ones that turn the corners quicker. And those are the ones that become a lot more functional, a lot faster. Yeah. And those are the ones that you're seeing are, that are ahead of the game. So if they're doing what they need to do and um, you know, there's no uh, extreme factors like an infection or anything that comes through, then I think I think they can turn the corner, especially with with the the amount of things we have today, you know, uh, science wise and state of the art equipment and machinery, they can they can get better a little bit quicker than than what uh, an athlete used to uh, uh, recover. Yeah. So, but at the end of the day, it's 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 what they put into it. So I agree. They have to want it. I agree. And I think yeah. that's kind of the MO of this show. It's you have to want it. You have to be like dedicated. Yes. You've got to be determined to actually make that change or yeah. do something. Yeah. But a lot of people just aren't. So you obviously have had clients that are, you know, either repeats or like yeah. maybe once and one and done kind of customers. Yeah. Um, would you say that you get a lot of us as patients? Do you feel that we do our homework or do you feel as if we just kind of like take your exercises and just go watch that, you know, watch what? them we, TV? We can always tell when, <laughs> when, you don't, when you don't do your exercises, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the times, uh, a lot of the times that, you know, if we, if we really nail down what the, what the actual uh, issue is and we set out a plan, you know, there's a, a, a very good chance that you're going to get better with, you know, a little bit of manual therapy and hands-on techniques, getting the right muscles moving, and then really giving you the right exercises that are going to that are going to take you in the direction of, of recovering properly. So, I mean, a lot of times um, I see I see a mix. I mean, there's a lot of people that really don't prioritize yeah. and they don't put their exercises first. Listen, I've been I've been uh, guilty of it. We as all well, have at some right? point, like, man. We all have. Like it's not the first thing that you're jumping up 
uh, out of bed during the day saying, okay, I'm going to go do my exercises. Yeah. There's other things that, you know, go on in life and I get it. But again, you have to want it. And yeah. if you want to get rid of that shoulder pain or if you want to improve, um, you know, your your stability in a, in, a, in, a, in a joint or whatever it is or prevent injury, then you got to do what you got to do. It's it's like anything else. Yeah. Right. So you got to go out there and you got to want it and you got to go and get it. You mentioned one thing that really hit me because I don't know how much I told you. We talked about the previous place I used to go to for yeah. physio. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to try to mention them. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's not mention any names. <laughs> I mean, we can. We can. But we'll, we'll edit it out. Don't worry, yeah. man. Um, but I remember going to two places prior. Actually, three places prior. And each of the three places that I went to were all very similar. So I think when I was on the search, what I first looked for was uh, first the physiotherapist, of course, like who the, who they are, right. what they've done before in their past, and like how applicable are they to sports. Right. And it sounds weird because physiotherapy is kind of more motion-based and you're trying to solve the puzzle of what went wrong in that motion. Right. But there's a lot of physiotherapists out there that just are there for physiotherapy. They're not there as an athlete or as that person in that, that place. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, I mean, physiotherapy, sports medicine, it's like any other profession. There's, um, there's the good and the bad, you know, not, not necessarily bad, but don't worry, man, there is bad. There's bad. bad. (laughs) Let's let's say it the way it is. There's bad. There's bad. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's like anything else that go get it strategy. You want to, you want to, you want to be in, in a profession that you have a passion for, then go out and, and, and take the right courses that you need to take to, to be the best that you can, you can be. Try and go learn the best techniques that are going to make people better. Um, if you rely on just the archaic um, tens machine, typical yeah modalities and things like that, not to say they're bad, but I mean they have their place, but they're not going to be what gets you back on the field, on the ice, etc. At the end of the day, there's high level exercise, uh, high highly skilled manual techniques, whether it's tissue techniques, joint techniques, functional exercise. Those are the things that are going to get somebody back and, and uh, you know, uh, moving on from their injury. And not only that, but elevating their uh, their game. Yeah. Um, it's just you have to be willing to go out there and, first of all, learn the techniques as a practitioner um, and then be confident enough to to um, to use them. But also as, a, as an athlete or as a, not even an athlete, even just a, a person with an injury, um, you got to do your research, right? Yeah, you have to 100%. really um, look at where you're going and and who's working on you and and um, and what their background is. You you mentioned the the athlete part. My background um, highly athletic from when I was young. So I mean I I can understand that population, and that's part of the reason why. Um, it's, it's probably why you love niche, this, right? It's my, my, my niche is athletes because I understand the athlete, right? I've, I've been there. So I understand what, uh, what they're going through and what they need to do to kind of surpass their injury or, or whatever it is they're going through. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta do your homework and you gotta go to the right practitioner that fits you. And, and with that said, there's people that maybe don't fit my style, right? Of there course. are people that, oh, yeah. um, I mean, I'm not. I'm maybe I'm not the best therapist for 
a specific type of person. No, right? you are, man. Don't worry. That's <laughs> that's why you're here. You're the fucking best right? physiotherapist so, in so, Maple. So and I fucking hope that no one goes to see you after this because there's gonna, there's not gonna be any times for yeah, me to book. Yeah, you but, gotta, we gotta we gotta put people online. <laughs> John's first. <laughs> um, you mentioned another thing. And it's manual therapy. And yeah. it sounds so weird, but again, those three other places I'm not going to mention beforehand, yeah. they were very hands-off on their treatment. Hands-off. I like it. Not not that I like it, but I like the way you've, you said it because we're very hands-on. Yes. Um, uh, well, at least you're very hands-on. Yeah. Probably yeah. Uh, the, the big S is as well, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, most of you guys are hands-on there yeah. at the clinic. Yeah. Um, but I dislike hands-off. And I don't know if people know what that means, but that means like being hooked up to a machine and just walking out of the room while they're looking at their yeah, cell phone. I mean, this is a profession where it's manual. It's you have to put your hands on people. You have to get in and manipulate joints, manipulate tissue, um, open up tissue, break down scar tissue, et cetera, et cetera. It's, I mean, a machine's just not going to cut it. Right? Yeah. It's going to do its small percentage of, of the small job that it does. But I mean, it's maybe 10 to 20% of really what you need to get done. So yeah. in my in my opinion, my hands are my, uh, Your are tools. my tools. You yeah. Know? Of all the other tools I use, you know, acupuncture needles and well, the acupuncture needles I call basically the extension of my fingers. Of course. Right? To go, you know, into the... To go muscle, a little deeper. Right. But my hands and my needles are, uh, are my... Uh, my tools, the tools. Like you said so. I mean, machines for me are, yeah. Like you said, there is a time and a place for it. So I'm yeah. not saying the next time I come to the clinic, don't use me. Don't use the machine yeah. on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a time and a place. Yeah. Um, but what I yeah. encountered with those three other people was it was hands off. You know, I'm gonna stick this on you, but I'm gonna disappear for the next 15 minutes and just lie there and just right. get comfortable. Yeah. And uh, that obviously didn't work for me over those over that time. Yeah. Uh, but when I ran into, ran into you, it was kind of a test. So I think. So yeah. I, I think when I actually saw you in your profile, I was like, right, this guy's an athlete. This guy kind of knows yeah. what, what he's going to be talking about. Yeah. And I think I went for that first <laughs> appointment. It was, I think, like the uh, initial assessment appointment yeah. where you kind of like run down what we were kind of yeah, going talk through. about what uh, what's going on and try and find a little history and and really solve the puzzle, like we said before, right? Yeah. And I think the uh, first treatment, you got me hooked, man. You got yeah. me hooked. Yeah. And it's not that I like the pain, but it's just that I know that something is happening. Whereas if you hook me up to a machine, like, what am I doing here? Am I yeah. am I supposed to look on Instagram and, like, look at the, you know, five people that are following me and liking my post? Like, or am I supposed to, like, feel, all right, this is what's giving me the problem. I need to do this when I go yeah. back home. Yeah, and that's sometimes the, the struggle. Uh, sometimes, I mean is is that people don't understand that sometimes sometimes to to fix the problem um it's going to be a bit painful you know it's not we're not we're not um <laughs> we're not uh, uh massage therapists that are in a uh, um uh a zen environment yeah, yeah. trying to give you that uh there's no soothing. rainfall no 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 none of that uh, garbage <laughs> music and rainfall you know if you're into that then that's great but that's really not what we do we you know it, it's it's a little bit uh, uncomfortable at times, you know, getting yeah. into a muscle and trying to release a muscle. Yeah. So, um, but I think after it's done and they see the benefits of, wow, I can move a lot better and that pain that I really had before is gone. Um, 
they really buy into it and say, wow, this, this stuff really works. Right? Yeah. So. And I can see for someone in your field that that would be so fulfilling as an athlete, because again, you might see someone that has an ACL tear eight months before, and then maybe five or six months, maybe seven, maybe longer. They're starting to like run in a linear path. Maybe they're like running on the treadmill in the right. clinic. So there's got to be some satisfaction for yourself because again, as an athlete, you kind of understand what that athlete's going through saying, fuck, I don't, care what i'm going through right yeah. now i just want to get back on the field yeah, yeah. so I, I totally see where that works for you um obviously you got your hands as tools what are like some of the other like go-to tools that you have i, I kind of know what you have in the toolbox yeah yeah you know all about it <laughs> <laughs> um again my hands are my hands those are that's that's the you know the main i, I use a lot of acupuncture i mean acupuncture um the way we use it a little more of a westernized approach um to basically working with the with muscles but also the nervous system yeah. so the nerves that supply these muscles we're looking to improve the environment of the of the area so if we're looking at the knee we're looking at improving um the basically the health of the nerve going to to the knee or to the muscles the region. of the knee right so that's a big part of it um obviously uh, a lot of tissue work that we do with muscles so a lot of fascial work yeah so we have a lot of fascial tools that we uh that we use um as well as you know I've, I've i've started to use a lot of cupping which uh you know I, i'm sure you remember that he's john's rolling his eyes here because the, yeah the cup the cupping again can be painful but i mean it does a, such a good job with uh with tissue work and blood yeah. flow and and uh getting fresh oxygen into that tissue and then getting the the garbage and the toxins to leave the that tissue so I know yeah, there's other tools, ones. but I want to kind of talk quickly about uh, cupping. Yeah. Have you ever tried the heated cupping? I have not. No, <sighs> I have not. So what do you think? Yeah. Would you ever go for it? I would definitely. I try anything, oh, man. man. Yeah, yeah. I try Jeez. anything. I don't know where they're gonna. <laughs> I don't know where they're gonna hold that course for that uh, yeah. heat cupping. Yeah. They're gonna have it at like Highway Seven in Leslie or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it, but I would. I, like I said, I, I I would try it for sure. Yeah. Like that's the, to be honest with you. Before I tr I do any use any uh, uh, treatment um, or or technique, I, I I try it on myself or I get somebody to to do it on myself first. Yeah. Right to see how it feels and and then go from there. For okay. Sure, you know. How is cupping for you? It sounds weird because that's not a very typical question a guy would ask a guy. How is yeah. cupping for you? How's cupping? <laughs> but uh, yeah, cupping was obviously an experience for me. Um, when I first got it with you, it was kind of on the wave of like, this is what everyone's trying to do. Right. So I was kind of glad that yours was like the lighter version of it, yeah, yet yeah. still pretty aggressive. Yeah. Uh, how was cupping for you? Like, did you notice much of a difference? What did you I, try it on? Uh, I used it on my neck. So oh I had boy. another therapist use it on my uh, my my middle and lower neck um, and upper traps. Um, and I've also used it on my uh, IT band. I okay. found that it worked wonders on my it band interesting um just as a as a way to kind of you know get a lot more blood flow into the area and uh and and break up some of that uh adhesions that were built up in in the uh the tissue in, in my it band so i liked it i mean um it's not the first um it's not your first choice it's not my first choice yeah first choice again are my needles and my your hands, hands your tools and and exercise to be honest with you i use exercise a lot as um the proper exercise like really um focused exercises to to really target in and and 
and and get specific muscles working properly or stabilizing etc so a lot of people are doing these exercises and, I, and i'm finding just by you know even if i'm watching people at the gym or whatever oh man i can imagine you're gonna you're probably in hell right <laughs> it's, now i just shake my head I, mean, <laughs> I, I i'm never I, i'm never that guy to walk up to somebody and say hey you know you're totally butchering that exercise <laughs> but you mean the guy that's like rowing his uh, bicep curl up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. using basically he's he's using, he's using his his bicep hips. curl as a as a back extension exercise, or as like a hip thrust. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. Like it, it looks like he's doing a kettlebell uh, yeah. kettlebell um, <laughs> uh, lift there. But uh, no, I I see tons of people doing exercises wrong, even if it's you know specific exercises to to target one muscle or whether it's you know a deadlift or whatever. Mm-hmm they're doing more harm than good and sometimes you know not everybody but there's a lot of people you know whether they've been misinformed or whether they've watched a bad youtube video or whatever it is <laughs> or you mean a 15 minute instagram video yeah, yeah. So, so i i like to really try and and spend a lot of my i mean the last part of my treatment on on um, working on exercises and and asking them to show me the exercise first yep. yeah, yeah. To, to really see you know what their form is like and then and then showing them the correct way to do it and why and explaining to them and giving them giving them uh you know the safety background of it and and the right way to do it really i i want to cycle back to that Mm -hmm. so we'll talk about guys and what you see at the gym because that's definitely a big thing for sure that's something i bet everywhere you go you're saying what the fuck is yeah. going on right now? So I can see that's your thought. You're already smiling. I already yeah. know. No, you've got like I'm one or smi- two stories. I'm, smi- I'm smiling because everywhere I go in public, like as, as sick as this might sound, I watch people. Right? <laughs> yeah. I watch the way they walk. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. watch the way they move. Because at the end of the day, what do we do? We 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 move. We move, right? Yeah. And and my profession, it's movement. It's how are you moving? Is is something not moving correctly? Like there's patterns that that. I look for, and yep. that's part of my my assessment. My movement screen is: I'll take you through a whole bunch of of movement squats and and rotational type of movements just to see how things are moving. Yeah. Right. So again, going back to that, yeah, I just I can't help myself but <laughs> watch people in public and say, "Wow, look at that! That guy, his glutes, they're turned <laughs> off. They're not even working. Lights out. Like, yeah, they don't yeah. work. Yeah. You know, and that that causes a lot of problems." It's the start of a lot of injuries. Yeah. Right. So it sounds weird, but I think I got my first set of or of current orthotics with you. Yeah. And I kind of thought, ah, this is like an insurance cash grab. Yeah. Like, ah, it's five hundred dollars. Like, yeah. what do I need this for? Yeah. But obviously, you know that I work at National Sports, and yeah. I obviously talk to customers like every day. Um, and the one thing I always laugh about. So as much as you do that. And you're like the standoff and I want to watch what's happening. Yeah. I'm the standoff and I want to watch what's happening. That's just my personality yeah. as well. I don't, as, as vocal as I'm being right now, you're right. I'm not vocal in person. So right. it's, uh, it's quite interesting. But when I see someone buy like a $39 pair of running shoes that has zero support, their arches are collapsing yeah. and they say they have back problems, but they don't want to buy anything better than a sketcher shoe. Yeah. You it's done. Like you're, you're like asking for back. Pain. Like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah so i see that for sure but i, I kind of want to go back to like one very quick tool that you haven't used on me yet sure. which i'm very grateful for because i've heard many bad things about it so uh i bet you a lot of people have heard about shockwave shockwave therapy yeah so uh 
to the listeners and even to myself because I, I kind of want to learn a little bit about it. Right. It's probably not applicable for what I have, which is a lot more acute. Right. But uh, talk about a little bit about like shockwave therapy. So shockwave, uh, I love that. I love the modality that the the shockwave uh, machine. It works. Um, it hurts like hell. I've heard. But uh, it works. The, the, basically, the science behind the shockwave is um, it's used for a lot of uh, tendon-type injuries. Okay. Um, I mean, you can use it in a, in a variety of different areas. But the, the hallmark uh, place to use it is, is for tendon-type injuries. That's where you see the, uh, the effects of it work really well. Plantar fasciitis, okay. golfer's elbow, tennis elbow, um, things like that where it's a tendon-based injury. Okay. And basically what it does, I mean, it, it hurts while it's happening. I bet. But you're basically um, almost micro-injuring the area okay. to allow the body to start the healing process to oh, that man. area. That sounds right. nasty. So it's, it, it's nasty, but it's really kind of, it's really cool. The it's kind of ingenious, the, the way, but it's the also The science nasty. behind it is pretty cool. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's not for everyone because I've had people that, I mean, you start the machine up and they're like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Like, that's it. I'm like, well, you sure you don't want to finish the, 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 the two, three minutes that you have left? Is it just the sound of it or is it actually well, like The sound is it? scary itself because it sounds like a damn jackhammer, right? I don't want to say it sounds like a rattlesnake in like the middle of the woods. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, basically what it's doing is it's it's uh, it, it's causing a bit of a micro, micro irritation in the area. Yeah. Um, which is going to promote the body to send the healing properties to that area. So... I find it uh, works well with uh, plantar fasciitis okay. and, and tendon type issues. Uh, rotator cuff stuff that's not, you know, not a tear or anything, but more of a tendonitis type thing. Um, does a really good job at relieving the, the pain there. So, Cool. Yeah. But I use it coupled with a lot of other things. Like it's it's not one thing that we're using. It's, For sure. It's a variety of, of um, uh, basically putting together a little arsenal of, of treatments. Yeah, the way I see you guys, you guys are like the chef in the kitchen. Yeah. So you have all these other ingredients that you can use, but, yeah. you know, for someone that's myself, 33 years old, like I might respond to something like TENS, but right. someone that's like 65, 66, maybe their muscles haven't fired at all. Like they'll right. really respond to TENS. Like, True. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. It's um, funny. It's funny you say that. Older people um, that don't have their muscles really aren't really firing at all we'll say you get those muscles firing and there's a miracle of a difference i figure yeah that right? I, yeah. it makes sense yeah. i mean as you get older right whether or not you're active or not like some muscles are going to turn off right so 100 yeah. percent. I, I could imagine yeah they're, they're what's they become what's called inhibited right yeah. so there's other muscles that are compensating for them and and those ones are basically turned off so you you get those muscles working and you see a, a miraculous improvement with with older people and young people, of course, kids, oh, it's they get better so quick because their body responds a lot quicker than I can imagine anybody else's, right? So, so do you get a lot of like under fourteen? Yeah, really, we get uh, yeah more so uh, athletes from anywhere from I'd say 10, 10 up. Interesting. I mean, we get younger ones as well, but they're you know uh, a little more difficult to work on. But I would say 10, 12 and up. Okay, we start to see. Uh, a lot of uh, athletes from 
that age group and a lot of respond so quick especially if oh yeah if they uh, do what they need to that but that's often the problem yeah uh, they're the ones that uh, like to be on their uh, phones and playing video games more than doing their exercises and doing other things well i bet they would almost re-injure themselves quicker because their body is so quick at like getting back to its normal form that they almost still feel invincible yeah like as a 33 year old i'm not going to roll down a hill because it's going to kill me the next morning right but if you're 10 years old who gives a shit i'm yeah. going to roll down the hill sure. yeah and yeah. i'm going to do it again tomorrow like or the day after. Bands, yeah right? <laughs> yeah so so do yeah. you get a lot of uh repeat young customers or young patients or not really like uh, you mean repeat like uh like kids like you obviously see me and even mario we could talk about mario, mario in a bit yeah, we could talk about mario but uh you see a lot of like repeats guys like us but yeah. do you have like a, a lot of young repeats i find that um i mean you're obviously when they're that young you're 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 communicating with the parents as well yeah and the more you educate them and explain to them how the body works and the fact that you know that you look at the kid and say listen you're an athlete you have to do what an athlete does yep um, you want to you want to be a beast. You got to be you got to do what a beast does. Yeah. So, if you allow them to understand the way the body works, um, they kind of buy into that and understand that if if they if you want to be playing a high level sport, you need to take care of your body, and that's it. You know, I use the yeah. analogy of like a uh, an F one race car. That car, if it's not working at tip top shape, it's not finishing the race. It's not gonna go. It's not going to go, right? So your body's the same. If you want to play at a high level, you have to treat your body like a, like a temple. Right? Yeah. And that's it. You have to take care of it. Your exercises, your um, stability and keeping muscles strong and, and prevent the injury. Yeah. So, yeah, I find that if you, if you convince the younger kid, they're, they're there for, for life, to be honest. Of course. You know? Of course. So, yeah, they are repeat because they're... You're coming back for not only injuries, but to to get stronger. Yeah. Right? It turns into okay. Let's okay. The let's look for the next. Thing. My core wasn't working properly. Well, okay. Now we're good. The injury is gone. Now how do we make my core strong so this doesn't happen again? And that's where the program turns into more of a uh, performance enhancement type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So for uh, a lot of listeners, uh, I'm fairly versed fairly well versed with you at physio yeah for a lot of people that don't know what physio is or are still kind of tentative mm -hmm. what would you say are like some key signs to look for at maybe the clinic or even some of the practitioners that they you know want to look up and investigate yeah you know what i think that uh, obviously before you would go into a clinic do you do your research as to um you know what the therapist background is um and then you have to you have to base it on your initial meet i mean yeah. you'll know right away if uh if if that therapist is is the right one for you um you obviously know yourself and um you just have to be able to to trust someone at the end of the day so yeah. i know i know what we do works and the way we spin it and explain it to people um, people tend to understand it and then they have to basically show an interest the therapist got to show an interest a passion and a care for um, whatever it is that you that's going on at the end of the day people are in pain yeah uh, you have to you have to be there and and show an interest and want to help them so look at their background make sure it's a reputable place clinic um, if you're an athlete, then go somewhere where, you know, they, they tend to deal with sports. Yep. If you're, you know, uh, 
if it's if it's if you're working at the grocery store or if yeah, you're working, if you're working at, at, at the bingo office. hall or something like that yeah. like go go to a, a therapist that treats you know maybe older people or they specialize in that it, everybody has their niche so yeah yeah it's uh it's pretty interesting how many physiotherapists are actually really out there um so those are like the athletes that right. would try to find obviously a good physiotherapist what about like the beginners do you find that there's a difference between like the athletic physiotherapist or i hate to say the more casual physiotherapist but i think that uh you're talking about like a new green physiotherapist that comes right out of yeah school. yeah uh, I think they, they have the basics coming out of school, yep. you know, and unfortunately, some of the things that we learn in school, you know, aren't what we, what works or what see, what you see in the real world. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's, it's just not textbook as it is. You have to dig and, and, uh, look beyond different things. And, and, uh, I think the, Schooling gives you the basics. I think there's a lot of courses out there that aren't part of certain curriculums that uh, people have to go out there and get. Yeah. You know, you got to, you got to, like, I didn't learn acupuncture in school. Yeah. I oh, I remember. Ac- I took a, I took an acupuncture course in... Did uh, you go to Florida for that? I was in Florida for my uh, my my physio schooling, the oh, okay. uh, clinical component of it. Where was the acupuncture? Acupuncture did at McMaster University. Okay, so it was a medical acupuncture program there. Um, very very well known acupuncture program, in my mind, one of the best. But these are things that these younger physio- physiotherapists have to do. They have to, you know, look into it and do their research and and go and do these extra courses and and learn different techniques. Yeah. Um, because the basics coming out of school are going to give you a basic treatment. Yeah. You know, the more you learn, the more you can use. So there's, what I've learned is that there's a lot more out there than what you learn in school. Yeah. And to add to your hands, your tools, like your meat and potatoes. Yeah. Like you still need to add to the arsenal of like the things that you can and cannot do. So like, I feel bad asking you to come in here today after work because I have no idea how a guy like you that uses those meat and potato hands, those grinders, like how do you even recover yourself after like a day? Like You know what? I've been blessed with the genetics um, of my hands (laughs) from my, uh, my father and uh, you know, some of my, even my grandmother, man, she, she used to like, like pull the weeds straight out the grass, whip around that, that, that dough. She used to make bread, right? So you should, she used to like manhandle that dough. The needing had these like meaty sausage hands. So I think (laughs) I got that gene. So that helps me out uh, with the strength of my hands. You know, I, I feel my my hands and my fingers at times. Nothing, nothing major. I often, to be honest, acupuncture myself, my hands, my okay. fingers, just to take some tension, of course, um, out of there. But I've been, I've been lucky so far. But I think it's a genetic, it's a genetic thing. thing. Yeah. Um, you started using it on me once in a while. Again, you kind of mix up uh, the, you mix up the game a little bit. Do you ever use a grassing tool like a lot or not really? Uh, not the Graston tool itself, um, but we use a, a different type of fascial tool. It more or less, the, does the same thing. Yeah. Um, so we use a different type of fascial tool for okay. sure. And I think it's important to to do uh, more of a a fascial type of release, but also a deeper a deeper muscle release as well. Yeah. Yeah. So again, uh, for everyone that's looking for a physiotherapist, I, I have Mike for life. 
As long as this guy doesn't leave the Vaughn area, uh, I'm definitely going to see him yeah. for the rest of my life. But if he does go, um, I'm going to have to be on the lookout. So uh, yeah. whatever you do, man, don't leave the Vaughn area. Florida first. Florida keeps calling my name to come back there, but uh, I've yet to <laughs> I don't think to you want to go to Florida nowadays. Not right now. No, no, no. I'm not going near Florida. I'm not going no. near the, the U.S. border right now. No, no. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, anybody that's interested in uh, in uh, any type of physiotherapy, injury rehab, or even you know performance enhancement type thing, athlete, uh, not a non-athlete, yeah, for sure, uh, definitely open to seeing anybody and helping whoever I can help out, of and uh, maybe give them a different view on you know how the body works and and what uh, what types of things work to. To, to better you in whatever it is, be it a sport, be it whatever it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. So Mike here, he works at uh, the Keel and Rutherford uh, Athletes Care. Yeah. Again, um, he's got me for life. So as long as he's still there, uh, I'm still a loyal customer. For you guys looking for physiotherapists, Athletes Care, uh, Mike, he's there, what, three, four, four days yeah, a week athletes, nowadays? Athletes Care in Vaughan. Uh, I'm there about three, four days a week. Um yeah, just you can call into the clinic and and request uh, request to, to see me, and they'll they'll fit you in uh, in my schedule somewhere. Yeah, and for, for sure. all of you guys that are trying to take my appointment times, you can also see uh, Sandro <laughs> at the office there too. Sandro is my, my protege, so he's uh, <laughs> he's come under my wing for for many years now, and and he's uh, he's uh, he's there as well, and he's very good. Uh, I would not. Uh, call him my protege if he wasn't good so uh, Sandro's been with me he's, he was my volunteer for a long time and he's come full full circle now and and is becoming a great physiotherapist um, so yeah Sandro's Sandro's uh, highly recommended to see as well for sure a big thing that had to be a big factor for me to see you also was when I worked at National when I still do mm-hmm. my hours fluctuated like crazy right so if I did like a night whether it be like on the Monday or the Wednesday, I still wouldn't be able to see you, but right. I had to like force myself to get to see you on a Saturday. Right. So it also comes down to people's availabilities at the end of the day and yeah. like making sure they align with yours. Uh, so again, when are you mostly at the office? Uh, so so Monday, Wednesday, uh, Monday, Wednesdays in the afternoon, evenings, uh, Friday mornings, Saturdays, pretty much, uh, pretty much early morning to early afternoon. Yeah. Because uh, Mike wants a break yeah. on Saturday, guys. Don't don't bother I Mike. Need in the that afternoon. Saturday afternoon to myself. <laughs> I get my workout in, and and I got to keep myself fit and healthy, or else, uh, to be honest, uh, I, I I can't do what I what I need to do if I don't if I don't uh, stay healthy and do my own workouts. Yeah, that's a big part of my uh, healthy lifestyle. So uh, obviously, COVID has kind of changed a lot of us over this last last little bit. Big time. So how do you find? Working out now. I know you're not back. I'm not back at the gym, no. Yeah. Um, Officially. I mean, you have good equipment at that yeah, office there. Yeah. You might I, be able I've, to sneak I've in. Done some, I've done some office workouts. <laughs> I've basically, uh, you know, pulled uh, pulled myself together. I, 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 for the first thing I did with this COVID is I pulled Rocky Five out. and I Come on. I watched Rocky Five because I said, we got to go back to basics here. 
Is Rocky Five the newest sure, one? Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Rocky Four with the with with Drago with Drago? the Russian. Okay, yeah, yeah. That old school training uh, oh, yeah, regime yeah. that He's Rocky in the barn. goes through. Yeah, I went through that, and I'm like, well, this is this is what we're all going back to because there's no gyms. We're gonna have to rough it out, get uh, raw, down and dirty, and and get old school. And yeah, yeah. That's what I did. I I grabbed uh, you know whatever I could. I had some kettlebells. I started grabbing cinder blocks and used them as weight. And <laughs> Jesus. Um, just doing different things like that to get my workout in. It was different. It took a little bit of time to adapt, but I mean, I'm uh, I'm pretty determined, especially when it comes to training and working out. And there's, I, I'm gonna get it done somehow. So. Yeah. Brought it back down to basics, you know. I'm a, I'm a believer in uh, if you want it, you want to work out, there's still a way to work out. The gym's closed, that's fine. There's other stuff to do. Go for a run. 100%. Do some push-ups. Do some pull-ups. Do, do you know, whatever it is. Grab, grab some bands, you know. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not hard to create a workout and get the body uh, functioning um, the, way it, the way it does when you go to the gym. So. so what do you have at home? So I know you mentioned kettlebell, cinder blocks. Yeah, I uh, I, I didn't, so, I didn't I have, show you my ghetto barbell. Did I show you that yet? On the way downstairs, the barbell. You didn't show me. Show me the. Uh, do you see the uh, the bags of rice that I had on the floor over there no, when you walked I didn't, down? I didn't. That's got, old school. That's raw. I've got a steel like pipe. Yeah. And I've been using it as a barbell, but I got two 20 kilo bags of yeah. rice on the end. Yeah. Been treating it as like a as a deadlift yeah, or see, like a chest and, press. And that's it. You you find ways. <laughs> you find ways to get it done. Yeah, you know? yeah. But well, like, what do you got? I would have I would have guessed that from day one that you would have done that. <laughs> you're one of those guys that you know what you, you you're gonna find a way to do it, and that's it. There's some people that say, you know what? Hey, gym's closed. I can't work out. That's a bad, uh, that's that's yeah. a bad attitude. Find find something to do. Find a way to do it safely, obviously. But I mean, <laughs> I mean. There, there's ways, you know, improvise and and uh, that's it. So, so your equipment, what do you got? Like, do you I have? I got kettlebells. Okay. Uh, I have. Um, uh, well, my sister actually, uh, she put in. My sister's heavily into CrossFit, so oh yeah. Um, she at her place uh, had a pull-up bar installed oh, nice. into the ground. Nice. So I in the uh, house or like in the garage? Outside. Okay. Outside. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the the outdoor workout sometimes it feels like. <sighs> We're at like Venice Beach working out outside. <laughs> but um, she's got a pull-up bar out there. So what I've done now is I brought all my equipment there. So nice. I have a, a bunch of kettlebells, a few dumbbells, uh, squat rack, um, medicine balls. Uh, made, we made a box to do some box jumps on. Nice. Um, skip, skipping rope is basically our cardio. Oh, and, and she bought a... Uh, an assault bike. Come on. Yeah. Nice. So she spent the money. She bought the assault bike. And uh, that thing is killer, man. I, I'm so conflicted with the assault bike. Yeah. I definitely feel a burn. Yeah. My uh, gas tank goes low very quickly. Very quick. Yeah. But it's so conflicting for me, man. Yeah. It's it's just yeah. it just beats me the hell up. It's I use it. Uh, I mean, how most people use it as as more of an interval training type tool. Yeah. So yeah, same. You're doing a, a hit type workout, and you just you jump on that bike for for a minute and just you know pound go all out for for that whole minute and then you're back to you know your next exercise so it's pretty draining it's pretty pretty killer on the on the legs as well yep but uh i've grown to love it man i hate it <laughs> i wanted to launch that thing over the fence the first time i used it is it like the same one that you saw at that good life at uh mac and weston uh it's like 
similar. It's like an aerodyne one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar. Very okay. similar. It's got the fan in the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, Jesus. It's, it's killer. But but it's good. You get a great workout in there. I bet. So, yeah, those are the those are the things I use. I use a lot of bands too, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you really, if you know what you're doing, you can get a great workout in with very minimal weight. Yeah. Uh, the bands have been something that's been really personal to me. So before you came in, we started this podcast. I showed you that one seven and a half, or I think it's seventeen and a half pound band. It's yeah. not very good. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It has good handles on it. Right. It's uh it's good for what it is, but with one band, I was able to do basically my whole body in a matter yeah. of a separate like a separate circuit yeah. at home. Yeah. So it just it does go to show that you only need one band obviously placed in different areas of the house and kind of like trying to find ways to anchor it but For sure you really only do need one band i, I yeah. could be wrong no you're 100 percent right you can do i would say everything and anything with a band there's a way to do um everything with it you can work every every part of your body with a band yeah you can do your core you can do your legs you can do your shoulders everything everything you know it's just everything it's just learning the the exercises and the proper techniques to do it right and you get a great workout yeah the good thing about the bands is that you got you have resistance through the whole movement yeah whereas with a with a dumbbell or or a barbell or whatever there are moments in that movement where there's not a lot of resistance on that muscle you're training, right? Yeah. With the band, there is continuous resistance through the muscle yeah, on, on both movements, on the concentric and the eccentric movements. So. What I found was even with the band specifically, um, sure, you can do it with a dumbbell as well too, but it's still not the same effect. But obviously, the eccentric movement was key for me specifically with that band. Right. Um, I found a great pump with it as long as you are conscious of concentric and eccentric movement. Right. So for people that only have bands at home, do you think you can still get like a really good pump? I, I know Definitely. you're a, a big fan of yeah. the bands, but do you believe that you can get a really good pump out of just like controlling that concentric and eccentric movement or is there something else that you would need to do no i think i think people need to understand how to use the band so if you if you're using the band correctly you're getting movement and tension through that muscle on on both motions so the 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 let's say the pushing phase of the motion and then the retracting phase of motion you're still getting tension through that muscle so essentially yeah you should if you're doing it properly you should feel a pretty good pump through uh through the muscle that you're working for sure yeah yeah because there's constant tension on it what i find is obviously with dumbbells and you see guys at the gym and we talked about it a little bit before but you'll see a guy not necessarily swing but even if they're in the correct motion and they're doing it and isolating their arm yeah you'll see that the weight is just still too much for them and it's fine i mean if that's what your goal is to like build your arms up to be as big as they are like go do what makes you happy (laughs) yeah but it's that eccentric movement that I find is what gives you that pump. And I, for sure. I could be wrong, but that's like the controlling of the muscle as it elongates. And it's, it's just exactly. putting a lot more tension on it. That's right. There's actually, actually the eccentric movement puts um, more tension on the muscle than the concentric movement. Yeah. Um, they've done studies where they've, they've uh, tested the amount of tension going through muscle and the eccentric uh, there's there's a lot more um, muscle fibers that are used during an eccentric movement than a concentric. So, yeah, you're gonna get more of that pump. Yeah, for sure with that. 
one thing that I've actually started when the gym was open a few months ago, I've started to, to incorporate using dumbbells as well as bands. Okay. So okay. Um, wrapping the, the bands around the dumbbells. Oh, wow. And now you're getting a dumbbell press, let's say, with the band. You obviously have to use lighter dumbbells. Of course. Um, but the pump you get is unbelievable. Yeah. I, yeah. I've honestly seen a lot of videos about guys with barbells and yeah. bands and combining the two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been extremely interested, but that would be a killer as well, too, because as easy as a barbell, and I mean, I say as easy, but as easy as a barbell is, you just have to balance a larger bar, whereas a dumbbell is restricted to one hand. Yeah. So that resistance band can pull and push you in certain ways, but you're going to have to control it with that one hand. Exactly. Yeah. So interesting because honestly, man, I've so prior to COVID, uh, I was on like four months, maybe five months of just steady bands. Right. I didn't do any dumbbells. I did barbells, but like I only did band work basically. And I noticed that maybe I wasn't seeing you nearly as often. (laughs) So that's probably a good thing. But I found that like uh, the strength was increasing. Um, I mean, the workout was still just as good. Nothing really changed in that sense. I just wasn't getting hurt. Yeah. Which sounds kind of weird. No, it's, uh, I mean, <clears throat> with the bands, like I said, you're, you're training that muscle properly. You're, you're, um, you're going through both movements, like we said before, concentric and eccentric movement um, with constant tension on it. So you're getting the effect from both ends, and essentially you're going to get a much better workout, and, and you can argue that it's safer as well. You yeah. know? There's not as much... Uh, um, load and stress on the joints that like when you're using dumb heavy dumbbells or barbells you know so yeah it can be a, a safer means of of training for sure so even during covid times i know a lot of people have been running out there as well too did you do a lot of running yourself or i tried i tried early <clears> on <throat> in march and uh, i remember going through one run and I'm, i said it's it's too damn cold <laughs> I'm not doing this. You're I, in Canada, I, man. I got injured once running in the. I remember that in story. January. <laughs> Do you remember that? I remember that story. It was January second, and I said, "You know what? I'm gonna go for a jog." Bad idea. So Bad I remember idea. where you were. You want to tell them where you were? <laughs> I was at Boyd Park. Yeah, I remember the story. Boyd back. Park, and I was running through the park because I I love running through the park with the hills and forest and all that stuff. You know, I should have probably thought back, and in hindsight, it was. It was January. The, the ground was still frozen. But I went, I've gone through the park and I came to a point where the, the fence was closed. Yeah, yeah. I was like, holy shit, how am I going to get, how am I going to get, I'm not running all the way back through. So, you know, naturally, you hop the fence. Yeah. Right? <laughs> hop the fence, jump down, landed on my heel on the solid ground. And uh, next thing you know, I was, <laughs> I was hopping home on one leg. Yeah. So thank God it wasn't too far from, from where I was living there. I remember you in the new year, that year, you'd come to the office and I'd go in for like a regular treatment every two weeks. Yeah. And I saw you hobbling around. I was like, what the? There was one time where I was even, I was, I was wheeling around on the stool, treating people from table Oh yeah, that's right. I think I remember that too. Because I couldn't put any pressure on my heel. I think I remember that too. And yeah, it was a struggle, but yeah. From that day forward, uh, running for me outside, uh, I I picked my spots, (laughs) right? So I went out that one time in March when we, uh. When this whole COVID thing started, and uh, I, I just wasn't feeling it. So as not, a runner, or maybe not, I wouldn't. Maybe I'm not a huge. I'm, I'm also not a huge fan of distance running. I okay. Mean, 
not to say it's not good or anything like that, but I'm just not a huge fan of it. I like I like doing uh, short, uh, shorter, uh, shorter runs, maybe like one, two k, and then finishing off with some interval yep. sprints. Oh yeah. Um, not only do I like it better, uh, I think it's more effective. I think so too. So I think so too. Yeah. Um, to the running aspect, mm-hmm. I know you probably treat a lot of people at the clinic with running issues. Yeah, tons. What would you say? Uh, would be good advice for runners out there that may need that extra boost to like make sure they're recovering properly. You're uh, as a runner, there's a lot of of we'll call it homework that you need to do. There's a lot of prep work, a lot of uh, you know you you got to take care of your muscle. At the end of the day, there's compression pounding through your feet and ankles and knees and yeah. hips and low back, and if things aren't working properly. Uh, muscles aren't uh, working properly. Your hips aren't working properly. All the muscles in your hips are basically balancing everything out. So, if you're not doing, um, you know, corrective exercises, functional type exercises to keep your hips strong, um, the compression that when you're running through the ground, that's going through your knees and your low back and your feet and ankles, it's it's. It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. It can it can deteriorate your joints, yeah, and uh, and lead to a lot of brutal injuries. So, I would say, um, you know, it it'd be good for for somebody to see a, a you know a physio or somebody like that just to see even just exercises that they can do to prevent certain certain injuries. And then you get those long distance like marathon runners where where. I don't think there's much you can do. You're just asking. <laughs> you're already done. You're asking for. I mean, that's just grueling on the body, man. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's obviously things that you can do, but at the end of the day, the the, the pounding for I don't know how many hours of running straight. That five k, like thirty minutes yeah, over like three times a week. It's nuts. It's not something I would do anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think a a good training routine to keep your body especially your lower body strong and then good mecha- good running mechanics good mechanics a good gait super important yeah yeah you know if you're a runner and you uh want to take take up running uh you know often then you know go see somebody and, and make sure that your running mechanics are are proper because if you're running and your knees are caving in um you, you're asking for injuries yeah. you're asking for trouble you're asking for for wear and tear and and down the road you're gonna pay for it yeah right so just make sure that your your mechanics are proper and and your your muscles are working properly etc right yeah so it's like it's like the analogy of a car i mean you want to love ra- your cars you, you, yeah, that's, yeah it's the greatest analogy because it is true you want to race you want to race a car with like I don't know, like one piston not working and and one flat cylinder tire, deactivation. You're you gonna make now? it around the track, but that car is gonna be in shambles and fall apart after. You got to make sure that everything is working properly. Tires are pumped up, brakes are working, uh, everything is firing properly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's got to be in tip-top shape, or else, or else it's gonna it's break gonna down. down. Just like the body, if everything's not working properly, it's gonna break down. Yeah, you're gonna get injured. So. Uh, I, like you, I'm also a watcher. Like we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was at the gym this morning. Without being creepy. Without being creepy. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's point that out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not throw, the guy hiding that, around the throw corner. Throw that on the table. <laughs> um, I'm not the creepy guy, but 
uh, I, I was I do observe people in the gym as well too. I, yeah. I try not to criticize because you don't know where they're coming from. You don't know if it's their first workout yeah. or their five hundredth. Yeah. So I, I try not to yeah. criticize, but I, I observe. And um, I was watching this three threesome kind of just like enter the gym, two guys and a girl. Yeah. And they were basically just, you know, starting their workout. And I don't know if you know what Good Life is doing right now. They're doing like hour windows. Did no. I tell you about that? No. So they're doing like hour window workouts. Oh, the hour window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Time so, slot type. Time thing. slots. Yeah. Book your appointment, basically. Right. So uh, they would go downstairs and uh, at Hillcrest, it's in the basement. Right. And the first thing that they would do is do the longest static stretch I've ever seen in my life. Man. It's so, archaic, man. <laughs> so static versus active stretching. If we're right. talking about running, which would you prefer before or which would you prefer after? I have... Uh changed my my view on stretching uh a while ago but that that i mean that active uh stretching i like to hold a stretch for a minimal amount of time and then release it as opposed to holding it for a longer period of time we're talking pre or both pre and post or just pre? post i think post you can get away with holding a stretch a little bit longer maybe but i still wouldn't you're on the shorter side still yeah yeah i still like to kind of hold a stretch for a little bit then release it and i'll, and I'll explain to you why as well um the the body the muscles have have uh, what are called stretch receptors in the muscles um, they basically sense how much the the muscle is actually stretching or elongating okay so if you stretch and elongate something into a deep stretch the body really starts to think wow this is like been this is more than normal this is stretching for a long period of time here we don't want it to tear the body might think oh my god it's we're gonna this muscle is gonna tear yeah so it'll send signals to the muscle to tighten up Right. Okay. So naturally, now you're trying to stretch, and the body's trying to tighten the muscle. And it's trying to bring it back because right. that's, it's trying to protect itself. Right. It's it's going into a, exactly. It's going into a protective phase. So um, you know, I've read a couple studies, and it's totally changed my uh, perspective on stretching. Where Interesting. Um, the way I teach people to stretch now is stretch the muscle for about five six seconds. Okay. Release the muscle for a couple seconds. And then keep stretching. So you're doing basically maybe a set of 10. Okay. For a shorter period hold. Okay. All right. So you're, you're getting that stretch, nothing too aggressive, holding it for four or five seconds, then letting that muscle relax, then going into the stretch again and continuing that as, as more repetitions. So would you and even, I, oh, and I find that, I find that works way better at actually releasing the muscle. So would you say as you, let's say do your five or six seconds first set release, would you try to go a little bit an inch further more yes. or would you just try to go yes. back to that spot? Yes, definitely. You go uh, as far as you can go a little bit further if okay. you can. Yeah. Not to the point where you feel like a, a ripping sensation through the muscle, of course. but you should every, every couple repetitions, you should feel like you're, you're uh, increasing the stretch a little more. Yeah. And getting deeper into uh, um, more range of motion. And I think it's fair to say when you're in that stretch and if you're in a deep spot, um, always take your time. So don't snap out of it. Don't like quickly come out of that stretch because right. yeah. your body control may not be prepared. It. Yeah. You have to be able to control your body. A lot of uh, a lot of people fail to 
to remember that you you, you have control of your body. You can't just kind of let it go and, and let things uh, um, um, move like an elastic band, like just allowing it to 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 take a to take on its own. Yeah. You have to basically control it, like you said. I think there. I mean, there's all kinds of techniques that that we've learned in in uh, new courses about stretching, and and it's uh, it's amazing how it's changed, and it's amazing how some people still use the archaic the, ways, the old archaic ways. But I mean, it's it's not their fault. It's they're not informed. They're not yeah. educated. So again, look look for uh, those practitioners that you know actually know what they're doing and they're updated with with state-of-the-art science you know i'm a big uh i'm a big science guy i'm a big um i read a lot of studies you know latest studies that have proven or disproven um techniques or or uh different ways that people used to do things yeah and uh, there's 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 always cutting edge stuff that that uh improves uh and uh gets people better quicker there's a reason why you're as good as you are because again like certain physiotherapists they could only go so far or they only want to go so far right but i remember not being able to see you for a couple of weeks because you went to go training for acupuncture right as pissed yeah. as i was yeah i yeah. knew that it was obviously something that yeah. you were using for yourself to for sure. better the person as well too so yeah. um stretching is obviously i don't know about you but stretching for me um it's a long process right so i'm i wouldn't maybe call myself archaic Mm-hmm. but I would be very uh, intentional in what I'm trying to do. Right. So let's say the workout pre-COVID, mm-hmm. if I was working out for like an hour, my goal was always to hit 50% of that time. So like exactly 50%. So if I was working out for an hour, it would be 30 minutes. Right. I would take 30 minutes of like muscle prep, I would yeah. consider. So that would be like with a lacrosse ball, with uh, a roller, um, getting into those deep stretches. Do you think that there's like a a money spot number time for stretching, or what do you what, what are your hard, thoughts? It's hard to put a a time limit on on uh, you know what somebody needs to do before and after. I think the important thing is everybody should be doing something before and after. Yeah. You should be you know the importance of a warm up before whether it's a sport or whether you're just going to do a workout at the gym, the importance of a warm-up is, I can't, I can't tell you how important it is. Yeah. It's especially the older we get. <laughs> Mike, I know, the, I know. <laughs> the, the more, sometimes, sometimes I get people saying, my warm-up is almost as long as my workout. I'm like, yeah, well, sometimes that's what it is. If you have a shoulder problem, mm-hmm. you have a rotator cuff, tendonitis type problem and you go and try and do a workout without doing your your band work and everything before good luck you're asking for trouble you're you're, yeah yeah good luck because i mean you're gonna get injured and people notice the difference with taking 10 15 minutes before stretching out muscles doing mobility exercises in the right areas for their mid back for their shoulders and um and doing some band work Right to get some blood flow into those muscles to 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 prime those muscles before you do your workout. Yeah. Then you do your workout and you notice, wow, that's that it's much easier for me to to get through this workout. Then you're not done after because now you got to cool down. Yeah, of course. Right. So you got to do some cool down techniques and some. And that's where maybe your deeper stretching can come in. Um, 
you know and then and then obviously nutrition and hydration after plays a part later on throughout the day and and every day so yeah. it's there's a lot to it but the the prep work and the and the post uh cool down work is is huge i agree and again it's it's going to be different for everyone i mean <laughs> i'd say maybe the older you are the longer you should be spending on it yeah i would um, agree so and if you look at athletes like i see athletes every day um high level athletes man they're they have routines man they're 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 doing their they're foam rolling, they're stretching, and everything is specific to them and their sport and, and even more individual than that, their body, right? So everybody's kind of limitations are a little bit different. Um, so they tailor their their, their programs, stretching, or stretching their... routines or, or warm-ups to what they need um, specifically for themselves. But it's huge, man. They, professional athletes show up hours before the oh, yeah. competition just to, just to prep and... Even just to play one game, they're yeah. there for like three yeah. hours prior. Yeah, it's it's a it's a full day event. I mean, you got a you you got a game at seven p.m. You're there at lunchtime. You yeah. know, you're doing your 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 pregame meals. You're um, seeing your uh, your therapist to to mobilize and maybe a massage therapist. You're you're getting your meals in, and you're doing your uh, your activation and exercises, etc. Next thing you know, it's game time, right? Yeah. So there's a lot to it, right? I'm not saying everybody that uh, is not an, an athlete has to go through that routine, but you got to do something. Yeah, I agree. You, you definitely know? have to think of it. Yeah. I mean, you may not want to. I, I always think it's not the sexiest thing to do. Right. It's not the sexiest thing to like open up your hips and like kind of release them or swing your hips just before right. you run. It's definitely not the sexiest thing to do. Um, neither is stretching afterwards, but they're both. Like, Nobody wants to stretch no. afterwards, right? No Nobody one does. wants to do that. Everybody, no I mean, you you want to just relax or you know go for that beer if it's <laughs> if it's that beer league game. But the stretching is after. That's where you're gonna you're gonna feel the effects of. Wow, I feel much better than I did when I didn't do this. Yeah, you're gonna feel that. That's honestly the penalty. If you ask me, uh, I've seen a lot of guys, whether it be beer league or whether it be like hockey games on like shinny or like open yeah. ice that'll just like pick up their stick, take off their skates and gone and go. Yeah. Um, and not honestly, even, not even, not even a shower. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you know, but nowadays you can't even shower a good yeah, life as it is. True. So it is what it is. Um, I can't believe what it's come to. It, is, it has come to that, man. Uh, how is, um, so I obviously, I know that you're at lifetime. I always yeah. keep thinking that you're at good life. But you're not a good life anymore. Not you've anymore. you've upgraded. Yeah. So tell us what uh, the lifetime fitness uh, upgrade has been for you. Like, what's that been like for you? You know what? I was fortunate to 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 be uh, become a part of that uh, that facility, and um, I, I like the environment. You know, it's it's yeah. uh, the environment itself is motivating. Um, that's that's number one. Um, the facility is fantastic. The equipment is fantastic. They have a third floor, which is more or less like a CrossFit style gym, which is very spacious. They have a turf ground, um, which I I utilize a lot. So that in itself sells me to to go to that gym. It's just more spacious, I find, um, and I can do a lot more of the workouts that I enjoy doing um, without you know, being in other people's way at a smaller gym yeah, yeah. Um, and without people being in my way <laughs> as well. So, I mean, I like that component of it, but I got to say the, the environment of that place is, uh, is motivating. Makes you feel it. Yeah. You, uh, 
everybody's doing their thing there's uh there's not a lot of uh, i mean the times that i go I, I usually go in the early morning everybody's there they do their thing and you know and, and off and, they go to work that's it everybody's pretty serious about it too so it's just a well-rounded facility it's uh it's it's well kept it's clean um and for the most part it's well run as well cool so would you see yourself going back to good life or you're you're stuck you're hooked i think i'm hooked man. <laughs> I, think, I think i'm hooked yeah it's tough to leave there man when you especially i've been there for for a couple years now and you get into a routine um it's hard to go back to something that doesn't have the facilities where you want to where you're limited through that routine right so not that i can't get it done because right now i'm working out at uh, basically in a in a backyard (laughs) with uh with enough equipment that i need and i'm getting it done um but if you want to talk about gyms i think you know lifetime kind of spoils you a little bit yeah with everything they have i think there's always levels yeah. Um, so you got your LA fitnesses and your fit for less and your planet fitness, yeah. your good life. Yeah. And I think it comes down to like the stage of your fitness path. Yeah. So sure. if you're your first year of university and you've only started working out, you have no idea what you're doing. I think your planet fitnesses and your fit for less yeah. are probably good spots to be. Yeah. Um, you did good life at interchange. I did good life at Interchange. I Seven and Keel. I, I used to jump around. Yeah, I, I've been to pretty much all of them in the in this area here. Um, was Interchange your best one? Your favorite one? You know what it was. I liked the uh, the building. Okay. The high ceilings, the the big windows, the space was uh, was large. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that. <clears throat> um, I wasn't a huge fan of uh, Keel. No, Major Mac and 400. New oh, Mac. yeah, that's the one I want. It was just a little bit... Uh, it's tight. Tight. Yeah, it was yeah, small. Yeah, it's tight. So, the ceilings it, are low, too. And again, it, it depends on what you're what you're doing in there. For what I typically like to do at the gym, I usually I need a little more space. Um, so that, it didn't really work for me, but... Yeah. Yeah. So talk about, uh, if you don't mind, share a typical workout, what it'd be like, or like a training split for you. Yeah, because uh, I don't think I've ever asked you what like your split would be like, yeah, or if you do so arms or chest and back one day, or I uh, my workout is uh, I'm gonna say it's full body, but I do target specific areas. But I'm doing a lot. I do a lot of um, circuit type uh, hit workouts. Yeah, where I'll combine. You know, I'll, I'll do like uh, for instance uh, on one day I'll do I'll do a chest exercise combined with um, a bicep exercise combined with always a core exercise and then some sort of uh, cardio involvement. So there's four exercises right there and I'll do them back to back. Okay. So I'll do my chest exercise, whatever it is. Then I'll jump right away to my bicep exercise. And right after that, I'll jump to do my core. And then I'll do that 30 seconds of, you know, whether it's skipping or or the aerobics or whatever it is. And that's one round. I'll do usually three rounds of that. And then I'll go to another exercise and, and combine another four exercises together and then do that. Okay. And that's, I mean, I get through my workout probably under an hour. Yeah. Just under an hour, which I like. And then I'll do uh, always a little bit of a warm-up in cardio before and after. Um, that in itself is a hell of a workout. <laughs> I agree. I mean, 
I agree. Uh, I used to do the standard workout. So it was like the, I'll do three sets of 12. Yeah. I'm going to take two chest minutes press. in between. Yeah. You know what? I actually was never, I never really was a chest press person, believe yeah. it or not. I'm not a huge, uh, I'm not a huge chest press guy either. Even with the cables, I was not yeah. a chest person because for me, I always found whenever I was throwing a baseball, like there yeah. would be... I would feel almost restricted because it would be muscle, if that kind of sure. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want sure. it to be strong, but you don't want there to be size. You right. want it to be mobile, Yeah. but you want it to be strong. Like yeah. there's a happy blend. For sure. So uh, I found that I was doing those kinds of workouts. And I can't remember when I made the switch, but I made the switch from doing like, like everyone's doing HIIT nowadays. Like that's right. the, the hot thing. But yeah. I would do a HIIT cardio session followed by a circuit of five. So you would do like a circuit of four. My time was like circuit of five. So I'd do right. like a chest, a back, a bicep, a core, and then something in between to like pick up the, the pace a little bit. So whether that be like a mountain climber or high knees or right. like jumping jacks and then just do the rounds yeah. all over again. Yeah. And I think what that took for me was it just became more efficient. Like, am I wrong? Like no, you're doing double, sure. you're doing like yeah. double the work in like half the time. You know, you know what the thing is? It, efficiency is you're, you're hundred percent correct about that, but it's all about energy systems at the end of the day. You, yeah. You're training people. I mean, and I'm not expecting people to know this, but training at the end of the day, you have to train the right energy systems and training like that with a hip type workout and, and involving certain types of, of different, um, exercises combined with each other will allow you to train certain energy systems i mean i'm not going to get into what those are or anything but the body needs to be trained like that and and people will notice that the more they do that your your um results are, are going to be dramatically uh improved yeah right so energy systems are huge i always right? found that I know it's not the... Basically aerobic and anaerobic energy systems, right? So, yeah. It's yeah. it's not a sexy word, but whenever you say cardio, mm -hmm. like people always, they're like, they're shutting it off. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's the dirty, it's yeah, like the step, it's that. like the stepbrother in yeah. the family, you know? Yeah, 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 the black sheep. Yeah. <laughs> like, is cardio such a bad thing? Let's put it that way. Do you, do you think cardio is a bad thing at all? Because that seems to be like s such a common myth out there that people are just like stuck in their head with. I don't think it's bad. No, I think uh, you need to incorporate cardio. <laughs> you know, you you need it. Yeah. You, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, people train, people exercise. Your heart is a muscle. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you need to uh, exercise your heart at obviously at a safe um, intensity, just the same way you you uh, train other muscles. Yeah. You know, the heart needs to needs to work properly and pump and and uh and be strong so doing cardio is one of the ways that we train that now do you just jump on a treadmill and and run as fast as you can no there are specific um intensities that you work at to train the body and essentially train the cardiorespiratory system at a certain level safely that's going to give it enough of a workout to keep it healthy yeah right so again there's there's science um behind all this and that's what some people don't understand is, is the science behind it. So my advice to people is get out there and do your research and find those people that know the science and know what they're doing and learn from them. Because you might be, you might be doing everything correctly, but there are some people that I guarantee you are doing everything wrong. 
Yeah. And uh, they've been doing things wrong for many years. And uh, you're not helping yourself. You're harming yourself. So no. don't be afraid to get out there and talk to people that have learned. Not people that have, you know, um, you know, taken some weekend course on something or whatever <laughs> and talk to somebody that knows the science i knew where you're going with that one i, I can't stress enough. like I, I, I went to school for a long time you know you learn a lot in school um and i'm still learning yeah you know i don't know everything I, I, I learn every day i read i read a whole bunch of different articles and studies and stuff like that but i, I encourage people to get out there and talk to, to people that that know the science so so that they can help themselves properly yeah I find that, um, so I'm, a, I'm around a lot of young people still. Yeah. So at work, I happen to manage a lot of young people. That's right. just what it is. I know a lot of young people. You know a lot of young people, obviously, yeah. that are in sports. But it's such a common thing between all of these young people to just go out and do it because it's like the flashy thing. So like I want the abs, so I'm just going to like yeah. do crunches my whole life yeah, and yeah. just see what I happens. I don't even remember the last time I did a crunch, to be honest <laughs> with you. Yeah uh honestly likewise likewise yeah i find that you can still get that pump in a different exercise 100%. There's, there's there's so many different exercises that train the core that is not a sit-up <laughs> not a crunch you know <laughs> different types of planks and uh rotational stuff that nobody does yeah like like yep. transverse plane rotation stuff that um you know i don't i don't see a lot of people doing it. I see some high le- higher level athletes doing it but the general population should be doing it. Yes. Realistically, we move in that rotational pattern. How come we're not doing exercises that train that? Right? Yeah. Like we, we should be doing that. So, I mean, sit-ups are, again, <laughs> use that word archaic. Um, archaic. Not saying they're not good or don't do them, but they're, there are more effective and efficient exercises to do, I, yeah. I believe, that are um, safer for your low back. Yes. To be honest with you, because that's a whole other area. Like you're doing sit-ups incorrectly. Good luck. Now you're asking again. for low back pain, right? Like, yeah. You know, I see Which that. I mean, I guess you don't mind if you want to go see Mike, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm not uh, <laughs> telling people to go out there and injure yourself. But if you do happen to be injured, feel free to, you know, come and seek out some nice little uh, and, and advice. Nice little plug right? in there, right? Yeah. So, no, at the end of the day, it's helping people because I hate to, I hate to look around and see people doing things wrong. Like I said when we started talking today, I have a passion for um, health, fitness, the exercise industry, um, I have a huge passion for it, and I, I I like to see things being done correctly, and I hate watching people do things incorrectly because somebody told them that that was the correct way to do it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it kind of bothers me a little bit, to be honest. So, I mean, that, that's just the passion I have for the for this whole industry. So I like to help people. You know, I'd I'd of love course. to sit there and and uh, and show you the proper way to do this. You know. I'm not expecting anyone to know the correct way to do it, but there are correct and incorrect ways to do it. And, you know, it's people like me and people that have learned and people like you, because you've been a, around uh, fitness a long time, that can that can help people and, and show you the correct way to do it. Yeah. So you don't injure yourself. Listen, man, I, <clears throat> I did one of those uh, weekend courses myself, so <laughs> don't shoot those down. But uh, yeah, some of them are good. Some of them work. <laughs> Depends what we're talking about. So I actually did a weekend course. Yeah. Uh, this was with CanFit. And then I also did the personal certification or personal training 
uh, two-week program with uh, CanFit as well, too. Right. Did I walk away knowing a lot more than I did? Honestly, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did learn, though, was <clears throat> obviously the ins and outs of a gym, a little bit more about the business of like what a gym really operates like. Right. Um, but what I did learn from just my time of like being in the fitness and exercise world is that experience matters. So whether or not you're 33 like myself, yeah, I'm going to keep your age. I'm going to ask you if you want. You can let it out there if you want to, but if you don't, I that's am, cool. Uh, I'm 41, John. 41? Yeah, yeah. You don't look 41 I'm at get, all, dude. I'm getting up there, man. You don't look 41 I'm at all, man. There. Again, it's a lifestyle. I try and keep myself <clears throat> It is uh, a lifestyle. Healthy, right? so, it is a lifestyle. Yeah. But I find that experience is probably obviously knowledge is important but i also feel that experience in these fields is even more important because you have guys that have you know big arms and big biceps and you might have other guys go to him and say well how'd you get those man i need to get those from you so it's it's like almost it's too easy to get like it's almost there too easily right but they're not asking the people that have gone through. Oh, yeah. do you know what kind of problems those guy, that guy probably has because yeah, his yeah, biceps exactly. are that size? I mean, I mean, those are like huge global <clears throat> muscles that you see on these people. <laughs> There's a lot of other muscles that need to be working. Like, you know, you uh, mean like legs? Yeah, like legs are, are one of them. Like you forgot that part, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, but even the core. Like, uh, you know, I'll give you a short story, funny story. Years ago, I was treating a, a bodybuilder, like a pure. Oh, um, massive oh, bodybuilder. I, I remember you telling me and, this, man. Uh, you know, he came in with uh, pain between his shoulder blades. Oh, okay. Okay. And um, came in with that, and basically did an assessment on him. And I was I was a little younger. This was at the beginning of my of my career. I looked at him and I said, "What? Well, this guy's massive. Like he he looks like he was he like double your size, Mister Olympia or something. Like he was ma- he was huge. Yeah, like a a body a full out." professional type bodybuilder yeah with pain between his shoulder blades he couldn't understand why it was high there. or low like close as like the mid back and okay. uh and i'd be like you know doing an assessment on him and all this stuff and you know you're test i'm testing all these small muscles right that yeah. I, I tell you right now he doesn't train the small <laughs> muscles right he's training he's looking for the aesthetic global, muscles yeah he's looking for the the big back muscles the big deltoids the big pectoral muscles but he you know he's forgetting about all those other small muscles and his core that he needs to train which i get it i mean that's that's what he's going for i understand that there's no function really that he's really needs he's basically posing on a stage but you want to get rid of your mid-back pain well this is how you're going to get rid of it put him into a a a test to to put him into a, a position where he needed his core to hold him up Put him up in that position. Boom. Falls flat on the table. He's like, how did that happen? Put him in another position where he has to test his scapular muscles attached to his shoulder blade. Those didn't work. Like his arm Nothing just fired. fell right back down to the table. And he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, well, I hate to tell you this, man, but uh, you got some weakness in your muscle. Coming from the guy that's like a third of his size. I was was ready for him to kill me. You've seen the vein pumping in his neck. Like, what do you mean I'm weak? (laughs) I know you're not weak. I know you look like you could lift a house. Yeah, yeah. But there are muscles in your body, small little muscles that you probably don't even know you have, that they're weak and they're important. Yeah. You know, and for you to 
to be doing a certain movement, you need those muscles to be stabilizing. And if they're not working, eventually you're going to get pain. Um, and how do you take that? It didn't really go well, to be honest with <laughs> so you. So he was done. <laughs> it, did, it didn't really go. He, he did not like the fact that I told him he was weak. Maybe it was my fault. I should have spun it a different way to him. But Listen, man, of, a guy that big, you don't have to let him down soft. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you want to know what's wrong with you? Here it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm pretty straightforward, too, when it comes to that. Um, but I really had no issue telling him that, you know, you're forgetting about certain muscles. Yeah. You know? And that's that goes again to training, right? He's training for a specific purpose, and I understand and I appreciate that. But I'm not going to deny the fact that you could potentially be asking yourself for injury. Yeah, there might even be injury that you don't know. Did you see the Ronnie Coleman uh, documentary? Man, I feel for that guy, man. You know what? It's not surgeries he's been through. It's not just Ronnie though, man. It's everybody. You ever see Dorian Yates? Dorian Yates as well. (sighs) Can't even do a push up anymore. Right. Those guys are. I hate to say it, but their bodies are deteriorated, man. Yeah. You know, Um, they trained a certain way for a certain reason, which again I appreciate and understand. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would never do it, but. Um, it comes with certain consequences, right? There's a lot more that the body has that needs to that needs to be trained, um, and more so for uh, you know the purposes of of having a a healthy overall body, as opposed to you know the aesthetic look of certain muscles to 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 do a a, a photo shoot or a or a, uh, what do you call those? Or a, uh, or a pose. A pose. Or Just a pose. A two-minute yeah. uh, so, athletic pose on the and stage. And again, I'm not, I'm not knocking the, the bodybuilding word at all. I'm just, it's it's not something I've done. And, and, you know, it comes with some consequences. Yeah. And you see that later in life. I, uh, a lot of times. I think I dipped my toes into the bodybuilding water just a little bit. Yeah. But you know what I realized out of it? Yeah. And luckily that I always had sports as part of my life. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for sports, I would my foot would be all the way in, and then my <laughs> knee would be in, and then my whole body yeah. would be in. It sucks you right in. It sucks you right in, and I can understand the lure yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, but what I never got out of it, which always hindered me, was I lost every bit of mobility that I thought I needed and had. Yeah. And I actually, I did get hurt. Yeah. Like, I for literally sure. got hurt I because it. I was trying to build these big, large muscles that were not functional for, like, what right. I needed. So... Yeah. It's called it's it's functional performance at the end of the day, John. It's it's um, you know, fun, the the word functional means function to yep. function properly to function for whatever we do on a daily basis. Yeah, um, and that's the training. Training needs to be done, and it, it goes back to that rotational example I gave you. It's not something that we all think about. Go look at the last time a bodybuilder has done any movement that has has been has had a rotational component to it. They probably (laughs) don't do it, right? No, everything is isolated. Everything's isolated. Everything is a certain way. But the reality of the way we move is we rotate. Yeah. So, like I said before, you need to train like that. A hockey player, majority of their training is is rotational. Being able to hold that rotational um posture while doing something else yeah you know it's huge because that's what they do they rotate when they're skating when they're shooting when their their movements are so uh transverse you know and diverse for that matter so uh yeah you need to train functionally 
right? So. I functional is uh, a word that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, been in the gym world for not very long. I've only been training for like maybe 15 years. So like yeah. not nearly as long as a lot of people. Right. Obviously, I learned a lot of things that work for me and things that don't work. But yeah. functional is like increasingly important and becomes more important as I get older. Yeah. Um, at 33 years old, man, I could be like one of those kids just trying to like isolate a muscle and just, you know, go for that pump and get right. those arms. But like at the end of the day, the like body, we call it. Yeah. But what yeah. good does that do for no, you? There's really? no function to it. It might there's look none. good to, to certain people, but um, there's a lot of weakness i'll i'll say going in that, in that body than than what you is perceived uh, by just looking at somebody that kind of looks good right so yeah i mean put them through a few tests <laughs> and uh <laughs> my tests that i put them through they don't lie right they'll they're focusing on testing core and and uh you know i glute uh glute function glute strength stability and all kinds of things. And the, the tests don't lie, right? The yeah. muscle works or it doesn't work. Yeah. It's very simple. And if it doesn't work, it's because it's not being trained. It's not being used. Yeah. So It's not firing. It's not... I think it's just not proper, to be right. honest. And, and like and you it, said, you're you're a watcher of these things that happen in the gym all the time. Yeah. And, and it's it's there for a reason. Like, that, that muscle's in your body for a reason. It's, it's meant to be there to work because it has some sort of function. Yeah. So it needs to work. And if it doesn't work... You need to do something to get it working because someday that that uh, um, inability for that muscle or or joint to to work properly is going to come back and haunt you and and be the 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 cause of of an injury. Yeah. Right. So I want to ask you about one other part of training, sure. and I want to see how much you've actually thought about it or even incorporated into your own workouts. Sure. So have you tried any powerful Olympic lifts? I have so I've uh, I've delved into uh, CrossFit. Okay. I did CrossFit for about a year and a half. Okay. Um, loved it. I loved the intensity because I'm a high intense type of uh, type of guy. You don't seem like it, man. You're just you're a calm, I, cool. I'm, I'm calm and cool, and collective. But get me in the in a, comp- <laughs> a competitive type. Uh, you know, usually like a sport scenario or whatever it is. And and uh, you're hooked. You're I'm wired hooked. in. Yeah, yeah. The intensity of it, I love. And you know, there's there's certain. Uh, there's certain athletes, professional athletes that I love, like you know Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, guys like that, Sidney Crosby. They're very um, determined, high intense type people. Yeah, um, they've got the motor. They got the motor. Yeah, yeah. they it, it's it's pedal to the floor or nothing, you know. Yeah, and that's I love that. Um, where was I going with this? Um, <laughs> Olympic lifting, Olympic crossfitting. lifting. So the CrossFit, the CrossFit uh, idea, the intensity of it, and the and the and the the, the pushing, uh, you know, intensity part of it, I, I loved. Um, you know, was I a fan of all the exercises? Not Probably all of not. them, because there's a lot of exercises that I seen that can be unsafe. Yep. And when I say can be, I mean. If you don't have the mobility in your body to do <laughs> you not a doing... kipping pull-up, don't do a kipping pull-up. God damn it. Yeah. Because you are going to rip your shoulder apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you're going to be coming to see me. Yeah. Right? And then I'm going to tell you, well, first stop of doing all, kipping pull-ups. stop doing kipping pull-ups and let's get rid of that because there's a lot more mobility that needs to be done for a lot of those higher level CrossFit um Type movements. of movements. Now, 
don't don't get me wrong. I've I've taken all that I've learned in CrossFit. I've modified some stuff and I've taken it with me. And a lot of my workouts that I do currently involve a lot of the stuff that I learned from CrossFit. I didn't take it all, it, and and I've modified some of it, but they work for me. They yep. work for my body. Um, I'm doing it in a way where it's not going to injure me, and um, and it works. It's just, you know, you, you, it's very individual. So, yep. you know, I love the intensity of it. I love the 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 way that uh, they they the community based yeah, kind of like I, I like all that. But uh, I mean, it's it's. It's not for everybody. Yeah. Right? Is it probably safe to say that, like, out of all these styles that are out there, whether it be CrossFit or bodybuilding mm-hmm. or Olympic lifting or whatever all these separate little things are, whether it be, like, spin biking, like, there's a lesson that can be learned out of each and every one of them. For sure. But maybe you don't dig deep into one of those worlds. You take that lesson you've learned and then bring it back home. I love the hybrid model. Yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do too, man. Yeah, I love, I love it. I love the hybrid model in in everything I do, in uh, w- with uh, with fitness training and exercising. I do a lot of everything. You know, yeah. I learn bits and pieces from everywhere. And for me, um, I I take it and I put it all together and I devise my own personal program based on a whole bunch of different areas. Take a little bit from here. Take a little bit from powerlifting. Take a little bit from CrossFit. Yeah. Take a little bit from yoga. Take mm-hmm. a little bit from um, every uh, maybe any, like a Pilates, you know, yeah, a Pilates background. type thing, yeah. or you know, a plyometric type movement, yeah. and I put it all together and I'll put it into a, a program or a circuit, and it's basically a well-rounded, um, a well-rounded routine yeah. that you can do. So I do that with with even with my professional in, in physio with physio techniques. Fair, yeah, you know, of course, different. Um, different uh theories and i i put everything together i look at it and i look at what works and i combine everything together so that hybrid model for me is is the best for yeah me. i think the hybrid model is probably the best for everybody it's just that's it's not something that anyone wants to talk about because i think yeah. it's you're either crossfit or you're not yeah or you're bodybuilding or you're not right so it's 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 always like that little label that gets stuck on everybody yeah. that you have to either be it or you're yeah. not yeah but I think the smartest thing to do is, okay, so you want me to be a CrossFitter for like a month. Fine, I'll be a CrossFitter. But I'm not going to be a CrossFitter for life. I'm just going to take a snatch out of that lesson, yeah. bring it back home, and then maybe I apply that because for whatever reason, I'm I'm playing, I'm shooting basketball. Right. Um, like as a weird example, I started a snatch probably in like November, maybe October, right. maybe even before that with a little bit of help from like a personal trainer. Yeah. He's kind of showed me like just making sure that the bar hits the hip, like use the hip, yeah. get the shrug, get the timing correct. And obviously you're not starting with heavy weights at the start. Like right. it's yeah. just getting the or, right technique. Or any weight at the beginning. Yeah. Right? Just getting you the know? technique down correctly. Right. But even that like was functional to me so that I can, you know, explode better on a basketball court so that like For I would sure. be able to jump in like lift, but also have like the weight up yeah. with me already. Like they're all great movements, you know the the snatch, the 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 power clean. And yeah, they're all they're fantastic movements. They're just they're higher level movements. Very high level, very um, high level that need to be uh, demonstrated and trained properly yeah. and progressed properly. Yeah, coached you, properly as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, you need somebody that really knows what they're doing. Yeah, uh, to teach you how to properly do that, or you really 
I can guarantee you're probably going to get injured. Yeah. Especially if you're doing it uh, with a lot of uh, weight on, on there, right? Like your form has to be bang on. And uh, and you can't, you have to progress slowly, right? Yeah. So your body needs to move in, in, in the right way to allow for that. It's a high, high, high level movement. It is. It, it requires a lot of coordination as much as strength and power. Coordination is a huge part. So using... Every part of your body from the bottom up, your feet, your ankles, your knees, your hips, to your uh, back, your core and your back, and then your arms, like everything has to flow. It has to come at the same time. Yeah, yeah. it's timing. It's It yeah. takes a long time to learn. So the movements are great. I love the way the, the uh, I mean, a lot of the CrossFit gyms that I've seen, they're they're good at, at the way they, uh, they teach it. You know, I just... People need to kind of progress slowly and, and don't push it with that because you'll get injured very quick. Yeah. But I, I love incorporating those into my workouts. I, I absolutely love it. Honestly, yeah. man, I think it's just, I think it's actually kind of the way to train nowadays. I think it's the right way to train. For sure. As long as you're in that stage. Yeah. Like if you're just starting at the gym, don't start a snatch tomorrow. Like I'm not asking that, but yeah. um, get the right coaching, get the right advice, get someone that knows what they're talking about. Definitely. Show you through the, the motions. Yeah. And... I think why I like it a lot is we. I asked you the last time I was at the clinic. Yeah, I said, "Do you like golf?" And uh, you're like, "Yeah, I kind of like golf. I like golf I up like to it. a certain point." Yeah, I like it. I don't love it. Yeah, yeah. I work with a lot of golfers. That's another uh, another area where um, people can really benefit from oh, man. A, a really good. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna call it like a movement type uh, specialist. Yeah, golf is the the golf swing is it's violent, man. Yeah, there's so <laughs> much to it, right? Yeah, there's so it's like it's like a, another movement where there's it's from the ground up, and it, you have to have so there's so many moving parts, and if everything is not moving properly, don't expect then, the result there. Yeah, you, you I mean. Your hips have to rotate properly. Your the middle of your back has to rotate properly. Your core has to has to be has to be engaged to engage. at all times. Um, you have to have proper mobility through each hip. Uh, your shoulder mobility has to be there. Everything has to be on point. Yeah. Or else you're either gonna get swing flaws, uh, <laughs> which they use in the in the golf terminology world, or you're gonna get injuries. Yeah. Right. So correcting those. Um, I guess we'll call them movement flaws. Will sig- not only significantly increase your your or improve your golf swing, but it'll decrease your chance from injuries too. Yeah. Um. So I I obviously on an athlete level, right? I always get criticized because I always defend golfers, yeah. and like a hockey player, I get it. There's two separate athletes. The hockey player, in my opinion, is probably the best well-rounded athlete. Yeah. Hand-eye coordination, good core strength, good base, good foundation. They've got, like, I think the most functional body. Yeah. Um, When people say golf, Mm -hmm. I kind of actually take it uh, offensively because I fucking love golf. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You're, you're, yeah, I I get it. I I I just don't have a huge passion for it. Fair. That's cool. Yeah. I I have an addiction for it to the point where... I had a slight opening today and I went golfing. There you go. So um, why I like golf though is because I think it's so underrated as far as the body. Yeah. Um, So yes, it is a violent action if you ask me. So if you're trying to swing a driver and trying to hit a ball 300 yards. Right. You're not doing it in a very cozy ladylike fashion and like looking pretty. 
Like you need to give it a go. Yeah. But in order to give it a go, your core needs to be engaged. Your hips need to be engaged. Right. Your legs need to be timed. And I kind of think of it as like ballerina dancing. I don't know <laughs> if that's correct. But if you do all these techniques correctly, it's actually very beautiful. It yeah. sounds so weird. It but should. That's the way it should look. It should look very fluid. Yeah. Right. And like, I got to be honest. When I when I you see my golf swing, it looks like <laughs> it looks like I'm trying too hard. Right. Okay. But I mean, I'm I'm not a I'm not a great golfer. No, I can fine, golf. Man. I can swing. But you know, my swing is a little more uh, or like a little Charles less. Charles Barkley. <laughs> nah, it's not that bad more like happy gilmore hey no. man that's a good swing too that's a good swing too um no it's it's um it's got to be fluid right yeah. so and and to be fluid the right parts of the body have to be moving a lot of golfers come in with low back pain because you're a lot of them yeah. are basically just ripping through their low back yeah i mean it's not that the golf swing is not designed <laughs> to rip through your low back i mean it happens because people just get out there and swing yep but there's a lot more to it that can be done um than just getting out there and swinging and and making sure again the body is prepped some of the golfers that come see me i give them warm-up routines they start an hour before they play yeah that's how long it takes them yep. to warm up you know these are a lot of them are older guys more like average joe's yeah, average yeah. shows type uh, type guys that you know that, and I'm like, listen, you wanna you wanna prevent your injury, do this before you play. Yeah, yeah, but this takes this long. Well, then that's what it takes. Yeah. Instead of golfing for five hours, you're gonna be there for six, because it's so important, you know. And the feedback from that is always, you know what, it helps. Yeah, and it actually improves my swing. You know, it's I actually find it easier to hit the ball and to swing through and. You know, and then they some of them work with uh, with golf coaches and and golf pros, and they can they can improve their swing. And you know, I I used to work with a few golf pros that basically would come to me and tell me, okay, well, here's a golfer, here's their swing flaws. Do they which, show you the video of like their swing? Or they yeah, just, yeah, they they okay. use like uh, they used to use a uh, uh, TrackMan machinery okay. to look and and basically break down every movement of their golf swing the golf pro would would look at me and say okay here's the swing flaw which he would you know educate me with what the swing flaw was and everything here's what's supposed to be happening and here's what was not continues happening. to keep happening yeah and then it's up to me to kind of look at the swing now and he's explaining to me how it should be now i'm looking at okay that's happening because that that's not happening so his his torso isn't rotating properly. He's just which, bringing his arms back, but his torso is still square. Right, exactly. So that's happening. Now it's my job to go in there. Okay, let me do an assessment on your on your uh, the mobility in your spine, the rotational mobility in your mid-spine to see if you, you have enough rotation. Because if you're locked up through your mid-spine... You're not going anywhere. Now you're not going anywhere. <laughs> now, you're trying to, now you're trying to swing a golf club. Your spine doesn't want to move. Well, okay, let me go to the next joint down, which is your low back. Let me just rip I'm through to there. Fire this. Because at the end of the day, you're going to rotate. Yeah. It, now it's, where am I rotating through? You should be getting a lot of rotation through your, the middle of the mid-spine. And if it's tight, it's and you're not, not going to allow that, it's not allowing that. Now you're going to rip through your low back. 
Yeah. And you're going to over rotate through your low back, which is not designed to be like that. And now you're asking for like disc issues and, and all kinds of all kinds of stuff. So that was that for me was was pretty cool working with golf pros where they would break down the swing and I would look at okay well look what look what the body's doing and let's find out what's not moving properly yeah so that was that was really cool and something I really enjoy doing I I'm just I'm I have a, I have a huge appreciation for golf because I've I've worked with some some higher level some golfers pro. that 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 really know how to use their body yeah and it's amazing and i have i have a real appreciation for any talent um i just don't like playing golf uh <laughs> as much as i, I love if you had I, to I choose say it again i don't love playing golf i like playing golf i don't you like playing it. golf i like the social aspect that's of what it, i mean you like I love the social you aspect. like more playing golf yeah i just i don't do take it too serious johnny game. you see me on a golf course I, i'm the guy like you know i'm not taking it too serious i'm you know i'm yeah yeah I'm laughing. I'm I'm playing a joke on somebody, and you <laughs> you're know. the guy who's switching the balls out with yeah, the yeah, exploding yeah, one, ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've yeah. done that a couple of times, you know. So yeah, it's it's. I love the sport, and I appreciate it, but you know, it's you, not you, my favorite. You treat every sport like whatever is closest to you, right? So like, if you're a rugby guy, yeah, like golf is not rugby injuries be... are usually uh, some some serious grueling injuries that come out of that. So Can imagine. I mean. Uh, um, yeah, there's there's a, a lot of serious injuries that come out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I treat golf as... Uh, so as much as you look at um, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Crosby, uh, with that motor, I'm yeah. actually the opposite guy. Yeah? Yeah. So my... If I had a man crush of right. an athlete, yeah. it's Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, yeah. And it sounds say, so weird. He, he revolutionized this, the whole game of golf. Yeah. Right. Not necessarily just the revolutionized, but also I also love his demeanor. Yeah, the way he carries himself, his like level of cockiness because he's gonna do it. He's yeah. just gonna like pimp it out and yeah. like hit that ball, and he's just gonna walk it off. Yeah, like everything about that is is cool to me. Yeah, like as cool as the hardest working athlete is, and don't get me wrong, Tiger is a hard working athlete. Yeah, for sure. Um, but as hard as you know Crosby's motors is or. Jordan's motor is there's like a finesse that Tiger played with that's just like I'm better than you I'm just gonna I'm just gonna smash you I'm just gonna show up and kill you that confidence right that every athlete needs to have that uh, and he he really uh, changed he brought the whole fitness component into golf oh man and and I all these kids yeah all these kids are all little offspring from him yeah think of some of the golfers before him man oh yeah John John Daly Daly. (laughs) see yeah what what comes to mind like like (laughs) He came in and said, we need to add a, a component of fitness, and I'm going to show you how much it improves the game of golf. Do you remember uh, Colin Montgomery? No. I oh, remember. man. That guy, yeah. he had the best body type. So he was <laughs> like, he was okay, so John Daly at the time was probably the fattest golfer. Yeah. But Colin Montgomery was like the grandfather on the golf course. Right. So he had like the curly, bushy, blonde hair. He wore like the cardigan sweater when the cardigan sweater was not cool. Right. He was like he was an English guy that yeah. was like he was extremely proper in every interview he does. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he he definitely brought the athletic component to that game. Amazing. Yeah, I love. Uh, I, I always again I don't watch golf a lot, but I always enjoy watching Tiger Woods. And and there's oh, something man. there was always something about you know there was always people that were kind of you know. Uh, 
getting his personal life involved in in the in the golf game yeah, which yeah. i kind of disagree the golf game is a golf game like look at him for as a golfer yeah if you're gonna look at him as a golfer like i always want to see people like that 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 everybody's kind of on i always like to see them do well like when he won the uh the masters yeah when 2019 he won, when he won that masters man i was Holy so shows. happy for that guy dude i cried yeah it I was cried. it was emotional man because yeah. to see a guy like that go through the roller coaster ride that he went through and especially with his his back injury too that yeah. he went through and in his personal life all the stuff that he had to go through with that to see him overcome a lot of, of a lot of a lot of stuff that he had to he had to go through it was amazing yeah. you can i can watch that right now and i will cry yeah so uh it was, it was emotional when that yeah. happened yeah it was emotional for sure yeah but he's uh he's an icon for sure man that guy's he's uh he's he's down in history for sure yeah uh yeah. i want to ask you about one last kind of big components and it's sure. gonna probably be a nice big one all right how do you eat man how do I eat? How do you eat? With my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I thought those were your tools. So now you got to use a fork yeah, and a knife. <laughs> How do I eat? You don't eat um, with your hands, man. I. You know what? I, Filipinos, you we what? eat with our hands. You I don't gotta, eat with your hands. I got to be honest, man. I, uh, I don't eat bad. By the way, do you want you want a drink or anything? Like a sparkling or like a water, cold? Like... No, I'm okay. I'm good. You sure? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm Italian, John. So I, I know eat, you are. I eat um, like it's a big part of my my daily routine is eating, and I like I, I enjoy eating. It's part of my culture, right? Okay. Um, I don't eat bad. Uh, I don't. I'm not one of those guys that's really kind of finicky. As uh, you know, I have to eat. Picky. You know, like like weighing everything and or whatever. You don't care about macros. I, I, I try and eat as clean as I can. But what I do, I I split it up as a uh, in a week. On a seven-day uh, uh, program or a seven-day uh, seven-day plan, during the week I try to eat as clean as I can. Okay, you know, and that's you know getting all my macros and and getting all uh, you know the proper nutrients that I'm supposed to be getting. Trying to limit my sugar intake yep. uh, is a big one, um, and, and just trying to eat clean food, like actual food. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a huge. I'm not huge on like cut the carbs and all that. I eat carbs. I, eat carbs. I know you eat carbs. I eat You're car- Italian. I eat carbs because I like them, right? <laughs> but I also work out hard. My 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 workouts are intense, uh, so so I can. Part of the reason why I work out is so, so I you can, can eat eat and enjoy yeah. myself. So <laughs> I'm not saying I like pig out and eat all this stuff. I do watch what I eat. I try to eat as much actual food, like nothing processed, you know. But I'll eat, you know, pasta and. and potatoes and things like that people that people say you know you should stay away from those uh, i i get i understand why but yeah. enjoy it man you also work you know? hard than compared compared to most people so right but when it comes week, to enjoying week, those things yeah on the weekends i was saying like during the week i try to eat as clean as i can on the weekends i indulge a bit yeah you know what i have it i have a sweet tooth man I, oh do you i love I, lo- I have a sweet tooth i was gonna ask you because uh yeah. everyone that's has my, their that's vices my, that's my vice man so what's I your would vi- say what's sugar, the one man it's uh anything sweet man like cheesecake and really yeah yeah i you know apple what? pies ice cream i love that stuff now i i obviously i don't overdo it of course but and you also don't have it you know thursday friday saturday and sunday like if right. you were to have it you had it yeah. on like a saturday maybe That's in a right. sunday and i believe in those those days that you have to indulge a little bit you know yeah. um they're important you know they they, they kind of keep you on track yeah you know 
like during the week, Monday to Friday, I'm 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 pretty uh, I'm pretty good. And the way I eat, I eat clean, I eat small portions throughout the day. Um, I've delved into the intermittent fasting a little bit. What do you think? Uh, in the morning, I like it actually. Okay. I, I, you know, I used to be a, a big breakfast guy in the morning, and I, I've I've switched. I don't I don't I don't have a huge meal in the morning anymore. Would you say that's like? For how long would you say? Like, have you been experimenting it for a while, or I would say over the last year I've been kind of using it. Okay. Um, but I don't use it every day. Okay. You know, there are some mornings where I might I I do eat in the morning. Usually on like a Monday morning, I'll do a fast till like you know eleven eleven a.m. is the first time I'll eat. Yeah. And I'm up early. I'm up at like like six six thirty every morning. What time do you go to sleep? I try and go to sleep as early as I can. Depends how much how much I'm doing the night before. <laughs> but I think one thing I've learned in my life is sleep is huge. Man. Oh man, sleep you is, hit me hard. Sleep is one of the biggest things, man. You get yeah. a good night's sleep, or you let's put it this way: you don't get a good night's sleep, you're fucked. You're in trouble the next day, man. You totally are. I feel like shit, lethargic. Just, uh, I mean, sleep's huge. So I try and get to sleep as early as I can. I try and. Uh, get a, I mean I'm up anyway so um, the days that I that I that I do that fast I'll do some lemon water in the morning yep that's really good for you when too. I do that, that wake fast up the body in the morning yeah it gets it gets things working <clears throat> properly uh, I feel better man you yeah know, I feel I feel a lot better I ask you because uh, I don't know how you eat I know you're Italian yeah. so <laughs> I, I kind of have an assumption yeah but love my pasta I bet I bet love man. my pasta love my pizza I uh I had potato pizza last night. I had a lot of it. Yeah. From, uh, my girlfriend, she nice. she likes making pizza. Awesome. That's a good. Uh, that's so a she good did. Girlfriend, uh, John. I know. <laughs> I know. She does the uh, sourdough. Scored, scored a few points there, eh, John. You, I'm you trying. I'm trying. I gotta plug her as soon as I can. <laughs> but uh, no, no, seriously. So she's been. I don't know if you know what sourdough is. Sourdough like yeah, starter. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So she produces a certain amount of sourdough every four or five days, and she needs to prep it. In advance nice. so she made sourdough pizza in a pizza stone oven and man it came out good nice sounds, and of course it was delicious. pizza with potato it was potato pizza nice with a little bit of pancetta oh, oh beautiful yeah it's good it's stuff deadly. man um yeah but i i i've been doing intermittent fasting religiously yeah religiously for 18 months awesome so when i say uh, religious uh my first meal today was at 6 30 p.m I didn't eat since ten o'clock last night. Wow. Yeah. So that's a that's a that's quite the fast. <laughs> it's a big window. Wow. So I'll go uh ten thirty, ten, ten thirty at night. Yeah. Uh and sometimes because I like finish work at like seven thirty, get home at eight o'clock. Right. I only eat from like eight thirty to like nine thirty, maybe that's it. Wow. And then I start the next day. Yeah. Do you find that working out on empty stomach is doable or not? Um <laughs> Depending on the workout, like if I'm going to do a leg workout, you need the food. I, usually, I need some sort of something in me. Do you? you know? So do you resort to like sometimes a I'll sweet... do a shake. Sometimes I'll do okay. like a, like a plant based uh, fruit uh, shake, shake or okay. whatever, and uh, that usually you know does okay for me. Yeah, but uh, no heavy foods, obviously. Of course before, not. But uh, something to you know to to put in your system before for me. Um, if I'm doing a heavier type of workout, yeah, I just I feel better throughout the workout. Yeah, you could tend to feel a little lethargic. Falling at times. it off. 
Yeah. Are you an oh. early guy or a late guy for early, workouts? Early. early. Yeah, yeah. Like early? Are we talking like six in the morning early? Or? I was in a routine pre-COVID. I was in a routine where I was at the gym at quarter to six wow. in the morning. And I was out of there by by 7.15. I was showered and on my way out. Um, and that was where I found that routine there was the best. So yeah. I loved it. I felt the best. Uh, I was going to sleep early at night. I was up early. I had my routine. It felt great throughout the day. Obviously tired at night yeah. uh, earlier on. But that's also a good thing because if you get home, you're tired at night, you're, you're ready out. to go. Lights out. Yeah, and you're I, ready to go. I found I was sleeping better. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just a routine. So the morning routine was, was great for me. I loved it. Um, I found that working out after work and in the late afternoons for me, I didn't have, didn't it, have it. I yeah. didn't have it. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you on that one. I, sure. I can't work out after work because I just feel I'm not giving work all of my physical exertion, right. but I'm giving it a percentage of it. Yeah. So when I try to do what I would normally do at the gym, I don't have 100% John there anymore. I have right. like 75%. Yeah. So yeah. I, I get it. I totally get it, man. Routines are huge, right? You fall into a routine that's a, a healthy and a, a, a good one. They're huge. They can they can really kind of carry you through whatever it is you're you're going through so have you heard of a circadian rhythm yeah well yeah, how much yeah. do you uh, believe in it i i think, it, I think there's know? a lot of a lot of truth to it i don't know too too much about <clears throat> it but uh uh i think it's a, a a like the body the body has that rhythm yep for sure and it's uh it's a memory-based thing that uh that the body kind of uses adapts and, to. and adapts to for sure yeah yeah so I, I introduced circadian rhythm into my lifestyle about about a year ago. Yeah. And um, obviously, I'm not perfect. So sometimes right. where I'll try to go to sleep at like 11 o'clock, I'll end up going to sleep at 12, 31 o'clock. Right. Honestly, I've been doing so much editing for this. Yeah. Like just trying to like cut clips yeah, yeah, and yeah. do cut all these video off. clips. For sure. Takes Dude, I've been, I've been going to sleep at like 2 o'clock for like yeah. last week. It's I killing me. It. <laughs> but uh, when I got into that rhythm, what I found was that my <clears throat> my body was prepped for every single thing I was going to do that day because it was in the process of knowing, all right, so at this time, he's going to get ready for a workout. Yeah. I need to allocate these resources at this time yeah. because he's going to get a workout in at nine o'clock. Yeah. And then that became like a nice steady routine, like you said, yeah. over the course of like three, four, five months, and you just keep building on it. For sure. So routine is very big. Uh, I think you definitely need to get into routine if you want to try to be... Maybe not be, but do anything successful in the workout yeah. or fitness world. Yeah. Um, but I think honestly, the circadian rhythm is big, including sleep. And I know you talked big, about about huge. sleep. Uh, so, do you do any measures to get you to sleep? Like, what are your uh, sleep habits? Are you a I stomach just, sleeper, side sleeper? Um, you easy to go. Usually a side side or back. Yeah. Yeah. Stomach is. Uh, I try not to get into that habit because I. I I'm the guy telling you not to sleep on your stomach. Right? Yeah. Uh, from a, just from a, you know. General posture perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, thankfully, I, I, yeah, I really don't have issues falling asleep. Um, partly because, uh, you know, my days are long and uh, I do a lot. So, by, by the end of the day, I'm tired. You're I'm good to go. And, and I'm, I'm out, out like a light and then up again. Like, my, like, I don't even use an alarm clock. <laughs> It's, I, well, I you've got that up. rhythm. Yeah. You've got that rhythm it, to it get going. It goes back to that because it's so routine in the body. It's amazing how the body adapts. Yeah. You know, the body just, the body's an amazing thing. It's the most fascinating thing is, is the brain and the body. 
the way the body can adapt to different situations is amazing. Yeah. You know, and uh, for, for I give you the example of just waking up, like you wake up at a certain time because it's just routine and that circadian rhythm, like you talked about, um, kicks in and, and the body just picks it up and, and goes with it. Yeah. Right? So, uh, I'm 33, man. I'm not old. Uh, I feel old sometimes. Nah, you're young, man. I feel old. But uh, I find that I need to be more efficient and more, honestly, just that's the right word. I just need to be more efficient at like yeah. everything I do. Yeah. Um, I know that all of our times here on this earth are like really limited and that's kind of like the reality to all of it. Yeah. So if I'm going to waste, you know, three hours of my life looking at my phone, not being productive, I'm not really being efficient at like what my body needs me True. to do. Yeah. And of course, if like, you know, a lot of people or if you have friends that have like RA, for example, um, what's his name, Dave? Yeah. Um, you just need to be more efficient. Like you need to have more of these. You have to have more thought into like everything you do, because if you don't, you're just wasting quality life. For sure. I hate to say it that way. Yeah, but yeah no, it's true. It's true. Uh, you mentioned the phone thing. Like it, it drives me crazy with the way some people are, you know, <clears throat> uh, consistently, you know, their mind is in their phones and i think i think we have to do uh make a conscious effort to get our mind into other places where you know put the phone aside i mean the phone's useful don't get me wrong of course <laughs> like i use my phone every day and I, I rely on it yeah but i'm not dependent on it you know um and i make sure to get rid of the phone when i go to the gym i, I try and leave my phone away from me you got the music on at least or what are you doing i got the music on or, or whatever it is but like but you don't you sometimes don't want to, refer I have, to, to have my phone just because there's you know there's some calls that i may need to take that of course important. but to be honest with you 90 percent of the time i'm i'm ignoring it i'm not i'm not attending to my phone yeah i think that time away from your phone is is important yeah younger generation needs to kind of try and understand this as well i think they need to understand it but i also think they need to have something replace that yeah. Because, True. again, you take, if that's three hours of phone time, right. okay, now remove three hours of phone time, but you need to replace it with three hours yeah. of something else. True. So. The social aspect of things are important as well, right? Yeah. For people to socialize. and That's why I'm doing this podcast, man. Exactly. I was going to say, this is like the best thing, man. This is. This is, this is old school, bro. Like, yeah. when was the last time you see someone use this these microphones? The best. I'm all about old school, man. This is, <laughs> we don't have enough of this, right? So, no, we don't. We don't, honestly. You know, so we don't it's uh that social aspect is is huge man it's it, it creates a well-rounded healthy lifestyle at the end of the day it does right so yeah yeah um got any questions about many project man i know we talk kind of talked no, about it's this awesome man I, I, I love seeing this man you've done, you've done a great job thanks man um, and thanks. uh i wish you all the best with it man it's 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 great i appreciate you having me on here i'm, I'm honored to for you to have asked me to come on and Again, I just like to kind of spread the word on, on what I'm passionate about. And if I can help anyone out there with with what I'm good at uh, and what I do, um, then then I'm open to, to doing that. And and uh, I'm all about that for sure. So this this is an amazing uh, um, podcast, an amazing thing that you've done to kind of reach out to people and get the word out to people, um, to educate them with different things, different topics get the ideas flowing, get people communicating and socializing about different um, different areas, different topics. It's it's huge, man. Yeah, what kind of got me is like, 
I'm sure you still see it nowadays, but every time you turn on the TV, it's always about how COVID is affecting our earth and how, you know, we need to wear face coverings. And as respectful as I will be, I will Mm -hmm. wear a face covering because it'll probably make people around me feel safer. Sure. But what's not being talked about is like how we can control our health. Just take control of it. Just grab it. It's yours. It's like solely yours. That's right. And you have control of which direction it goes. 100%. So if you want to wake up slouchy, sore, and, you know, take an hour and a half to get ready out of bed so that you can get to work, I mean, go ahead. That's fine. And complain to other people that don't want to hear it, right? (laughs) Like you. That's a a big part of it. Like, that's fine. You you, you complain about things and you don't want to do this. Okay, well, now do something about it. Yeah. You know? And this is There's kind no of part of a way of talking doing about it, but you got to, we got to, we got to do something, make a change. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is kind yeah. of part of like just doing something about it. And yeah. I'm not perfect by any means. I'm not saying I am by any stretch. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I'm not a nutritionist, but there are things that we can do, yeah. especially during COVID to get the mentality of for sure being fearful and just taking control of your health and like yeah. doing something better. Yeah. And it starts with, it starts with communicating and what perfect way to, to start a, the communication uh, um, levels going with something like this, you know, a podcast, yeah. and, you know, talking about relevant information that uh, that actually matters in life. Right? Yeah. And honestly, it, it sounds weird to say this to you, man, but you've been a big part of my life for the last seven years. My pleasure. man. Um, it has actually been a very testing seven years for me, seven, eight years or so. Yeah. Uh, I've had a lot of ups and downs, but yeah. at the same time, you've helped me through like a lot of those things and helped me manage and be able to push through those things because again, I wasn't perfect. I yeah. would have those calf problems, IT issues. Yeah. My quadriceps was giving me issues. Yeah. Like I'm not perfect, but I know there's someone running out there that would, yeah. that has never gone to see a physiotherapist, a chiropractor right. or a massage therapist. Like yeah. take advantage of these great resources we have around us. Because it's going to help you go to that next level. So if you're struggling from 5 to 10K because your muscles are getting sore at a certain point, maybe you need some extra help. Maybe you need someone to show you how to get from 5 to 10K. For sure. And I think that's missing out there, man. I really think that's missing out there. That link of how to like really get better and improve. Yeah. You know what it is? Strong mind, strong body. You know, you obviously, John, have a strong mind, uh, which, which, which has helped you through the this this past seven years to to get you where where you need to be strong mind gave you a strong body gave you the strength to 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 get yourself to the level you want to be at and and feeling better right so yeah um it starts with the mind man you know and really like does. you said it's uh you can't be afraid to get out there and uh and uh you know uh communicate with other people and talk to people that have expertise in certain areas for whatever it is to to help you out and to better whatever it is that you you, you want to do yeah it's whether it's, it be like open. taking care of two kids at home or whatever it is whatever you know? it is yeah for sure it's uh there's always a way that's you know it's just strong mind strong body yeah there's always a way man yeah uh so. again thank you for being here man my pleasure, man. I, I loved it. It was uh, it was fun. It was great it's conversation. It's a weird experience, I guess, eh? Yeah, it's different. I mean, it's <laughs> uh, it's good. All positive, man. All positive vibes. Uh, I like it. I like talking about uh, about this stuff. And again... Uh, what I kind of want to lead to also, mm-hmm. when the last time I was at the clinic, 
Yeah. You talked about something you and Sanjo want to do. Yeah. How far are you guys? Have you guys started oh, yet? Yeah, not very far. <laughs> but, uh, it's all brainstorming for now. Okay. okay. It's good. It's a good idea. We're, we're thinking about, uh, you know, using the same type of, uh, like, a social media platform type thing to uh, start doing some, some uh, corrective exercise videos and... Um, just just doing things, uh, whether it's exercise or giving uh, bits of information or how you can prevent injuries or how you deal with certain injuries with certain exercises or things not to do uh, for just just information and education for people to, to get out there. And, that, and that's that's the goal of it. That's the purpose. Just to just to get the right information out there yep. from people who. Uh, who, who know what they're doing, you know, and who are educated uh, um, uh, to doing things properly. So, yeah, yeah we're, we're, I mean, it's a little bit time consuming, but uh, we're going to get that up and running. Anytime you do, man, if there's something soon. I'm going to do to help you out, just let yeah, me know. for sure, man. For uh, sure. Just don't make me that. Uh, we might make you the, when we get to oh, the. Oh, no. Uh, don't, be, the, don't make me the bodybuilder guy that's going to fall on the we table. Get, when we get to the. Uh, ankle uh, exercises we might get uh, john to start showing us uh, how to do like uh, calf calf, ra- raise. calf raises properly and you know he's gonna he's gonna wow people with uh, with those no, calves man. yes not at all i'm gonna be wearing pants i'm just gonna wear pants the whole time uh, no. uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, it sounds like a great idea. Uh, sounds extremely similar to kind of like this communication tool to yeah. like educate people as yeah. well. Um, look forward to seeing it. I hope you guys sure. run it out and push it out. And yeah, if you guys need will, a hand, sure, we'll definitely let, me know. Uh, let you know when uh, just when we get it up and running. For just sure, don't make me that bodybuilder guy that's gonna collapse <laughs> on the table with that bulging vein. In I'm his gonna neck. leave. I'm gonna leave that to Sandro for him to uh, to decide to curate those people. Yeah, it'll take me out of this. <laughs> you know? um, but, uh, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me, John. Very Honestly, pleased to have uh, you. It's a great thing that you're doing here, and uh, I wish you all the best, man. Thanks, and man. To, to all the viewers, uh, you know, stay healthy and uh, and be positive. And uh, like we said, get out there and do what you need to to do to to improve and better your uh, yourself and make yourself more healthy. Yeah, I got a, sure. I got one more thing for you, man. Okay. Uh, I have a little surprise for you. So I'm gonna turn on the video right now. That all cool? All right, let's do it. This is uh, how I end my episode. Okay. Um, let me turn this back on. So I did this with my first guest. Okay. And uh, do it again, man. Have you heard of kombucha? Yes. Okay, so the, the uh, juice. It's kind of like a juice, like yeah, tea. yeah. What do you think? Okay. I've tried it. I, 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 I don't hate it. Okay. It's not the first thing I drink. What do you know about it? I don't know much about it. Okay. So I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of a history lesson because okay. uh, I'm extremely passionate about this stuff. Okay. So what do you know about kombucha? I don't know much about it, to be honest. I just, uh, I, I've tried it because I've heard it before. And like I said, I've always, I'm, I'm, I'm one to just try everything. So I was okay. more about the taste. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind the taste at all. Do you remember what flavor you had before? Nah, I think it was red. <laughs> <laughs> was it a clear bottle or a dark bottle? It was a clear bottle. Okay. Yeah. So I'll kind of give it you. it might have been that one, to be honest. Rise? Maybe. The red one is not the best one. It's a rose hibiscus. That might have been it. So I'm extremely yeah. nerdy when it comes to kombucha. Okay. Uh, so Inform me, please. First off, it's a fermented tea. Yes. So have you smelled it before? Yes. It's not the best smelling. It right. smells it's like... It's got that fizziness to it as well, right? It's a little carbonated, but yeah. it also smells like vinegar. Okay. So uh, in these bottles, if you notice, there's like a little bit of sediment on top. Yeah. 
So basically, there's a bacteria culture in here. Okay. And it's what ferments the tea. So it gives it the carbonation. Right. But on top of that, during the fermentation process, it creates enzymes, organic acids, okay. uh, B vitamins. Um, it's not going to wake you up. There's like a tiny bit of caffeine in this. Yeah. At the same time, it has a lot of B12, B vitamins. Nice. Uh, it's a really good drink for your gut as well, too. Nice. Um, you ever had kimchi? No. Like the cabbage that's like fermented? It's like a Korean heard of, side. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've yeah, heard of it, but never, uh, never Extremely, extremely good for you. Okay. So uh, part of my end off to the podcast is to like introduce this to my guests. Nice. And introduce the guests to a flavor that I think is applicable to them. Okay. So I chose uh, mint chlorophyll for you. Okay. Why, why is that? This is my first time <laughs> trying this, but uh, I picked mint specifically because yeah. mint is, if you ask me, mint is like the cool, cu- the cool guy to the party. Nice. You're not the life like of the that. party. You're not the life of the party. No, I was never the life of the party. You're just the guy that shows up. Yeah. You know what you're here for. You know what you're doing. Yeah. You know who you're going to talk to. Yes. But you you're just going to settle John, in. John, you nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it, man. That's what Mint is. Yeah. If you ask me, that's what Mint is. Mint nice. is never the hottest person in the room. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm not saying that you're not good looking, man. <laughs> for the guys on the camera that see this, you're good looking, dude. Honestly. Yes. Thank you, John. If I, if I saw you from afar, dude, I would never ever think you're 41. Dude, 41 so... Did I say forty one? Did you say forty one? Man, I did. <laughs> I just I can't I can't even believe it. But anyway, um, mint. I like mint. Actually. Mint chlorophyll. I've never tried this flavor, so this yeah. is new for me. Uh, okay. So whenever you get a bottle, if you ever buy one, yeah. um, Nature's has a ton Nature's, of them. That's where I bought it. That's where I've got a ton of them. Yeah. Don't don't buy the ro- the rose if you ask me. That's not a great one. No. I would okay. if you're not if you're trying to like experiment, buy uh, tonica. tonica. It's a shorter, stubbier bottle. Yeah. And it's. Uh, about the same thickness, yeah. But it's a lighter flavor. It's not as aggressive. Okay. So I don't know how this one is going to be, but this one's kind of aggressive. Oh, usually. Let's try it. Um, so I got this for you. It's usually right. really carbonated, so we're gonna let that go a little bit. Um, are you into fruity stuff or like what do you? Uh, it's not overly sweet, which is good. There's like a little bit of sugar because that's how the uh, tea. I'm ferments. good with any. I'm good with uh, like stuff that that's not sweet. I don't. I don't like an overly uh, too sweet. Yo, like, what about, so what do you think of, like, uh, cream soda? No, <laughs> that's like, too sweet for me. Yeah, too sweet. I don't even remember the last time I had that. Dude, so uh, you ever remember those rainbow packs? You ever remember those? Your parents your parents ever buy you that, like, way back in the day? What, which ones? So it was like, um, it was like a C-plus pop six-pack. So you'd get... With the powder 24. inside? No, not the powder. But it was it was just like cans of pop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you okay. get orange, yeah, grape, yeah, yeah, cream yeah. soda, and yes. root beer. Yeah. The yeah. pink one, the or- Yeah. Yeah, the pink, orange, purple, yeah. and the brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I used to crush that. My fucking nice. parents killed me. Because <laughs> uh, in this basement, the way it used to be conformed, uh, yeah. I would hide like pop cans in yeah, like, yeah, certain yeah. areas. C plus. C plus, man. Do you remember those days? C, was that C plus? Yeah. C plus the orange one. The orange uh, one. Cream soda was my jam. Yeah. Cream soda or grape? Yeah. 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 This is a uh, really like sugar in a can. Hold on, we'll let this sit a little bit. That's a. Uh, this is really carbonated. Um, typically, it's not as foamy as this. Okay. Typically, but looks like a cappuccino. Man. Let me give that a smell. Kind of smells like. Looks like, like a, kind of smells like Vicks almost. That looks like a cappuccino. Does it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't, I don't think it's going to taste like a cappuccino. Oh, it smells like 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 fermented wine. Really? Yeah. So, uh, let me smell this again. You know what? It does smell like doesn't fermented it? wine. <laughs> sure you bought the right wine, John? Yeah. No, I, I sure didn't bring the right wine. you get that at the LCBO? <laughs> no, no, it's not the LCBO. 
You know what though? So <laughs> if you don't know uh, that fermentation process, if it keeps going further and further and further, right. if you smell it to be more vinegary, yeah. it actually becomes an alcoholic drink. Wow. So it's obviously level to a degree. You're not going to go home drunk. So like you'll be yeah. fine. Okay. But um, that's okay. <laughs> that might help me uh, fall asleep. You you get a, you're a sleepy drunk. Yeah, I'll, I'll knock me out right away. <laughs> that see that wine. That's, if I drink wine, gone. So see that's the mint of the party. You know. Yeah. Because if you drink, you can't be asleep right away, right? True. You've got to be yeah. up for the party. Yeah. So True. enjoy, right. man. Okay. Uh, this is my first uh, go with this, so I have no idea how this is. Cheers. Cheers, man. All right. All the best. Hope you enjoy this one. Thanks, I have no John. idea what this is like. Not sweet at all, which is maybe kind of a good thing. Good minty. Very yeah. uh, minty. I don't know what the chlorophyll though. Yeah. It's interesting. Different, for sure. Yeah. I honestly feel like I'm drinking wine. It it There's that fermentation <laughs> to it that, yeah. Got that minty like mouthwash type. Uh, it's like scent. borderline. Mo- yeah, I, I get the mouthwash because it's like the menthol. But not honestly, bad, it though. smells like wine. Yeah, it legit smells like wine. I mean, I'm not picky. Like I could crush this very easily. <laughs> if you want more, man, go for it. But um, if you want you know, it, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've been dealing with uh, RA, and I know Dave has been dealing with it as well too. Yeah. I find that if I get at least one of these. Not necessarily every day. I um, can't afford $5 in a tea five every day. Wow. Okay. Uh, if you find Rise, it's one of the cheaper ones, which is like 4 bucks. Yeah. But um, I find that if I get this first thing in the morning, right. like, I'm ready to go. Really? Yeah. It's not like it's a supplement or like a pre-workout. Right. So don't expect that to happen. But it does help regulate the body. It does help regulate your stomach. Nice. Good vitamins in it already, man. Uh, fermented tea. A little bit of carbonation. So, I mean, it just kind of yeah. like clears out the body a little bit, you know? Sure. Yeah. It's kind of like having that lemon water in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good starter for the day for sure, lemon water. But even something like this is good too. Dude, it smells like wine. <coughs> I think I'm getting drunk. Maybe. <laughs> You stumble out of here tonight, John. I gotta see if there's an alcohol percentage on this. <laughs> there might be. Uh, you know what, though? I don't know if I told you, man, but I haven't had a drink in like eight years. Come on. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I've been off wow. of alcohol for a long time. Wow. But I feel as if I'm getting a bit of a wine buzz right now. Maybe. Not not the buzz, but like it yeah, smells yeah, like yeah. wine, dude. It does. It smells, it like, smells wine. like fermented wine. But uh, sure. for the first time, you know what, though? I, now that I'm, it's in me, I kind of get more minty coming up. Yeah. Which is uh, it's really nice. That's that's the first thing I... I tasted was the, the i didn't pull up the mint very much but it's not bad it's not bad it's good man so welcome to the world of kombucha man love it you know <laughs> i'm gonna probably go buy one this weekend don't buy I... this one don't no? buy this one it's not my favorite yeah <laughs> good stuff thanks man thanks for coming on okay, hope you John, enjoyed your kombucha for experience me, for sure um okay. and yeah man hopefully uh if you guys are looking for mike athletes care keelan yeah. uh major mckenzie yeah athletes, between uh, athletes care vaughn between Keel and Jane, yeah, he's kind of in that St. Phillips Plaza. Uh, book yeah. appointments for him, guys. Um, yeah. Just so you guys know, also, do you want to maybe share some COVID uh, things that people may want to be, that they may want to know so that when they're going in, they know that they're protected and safe? Yeah, ma- mandatory masks in the clinic. Uh, distancing is, I mean, we've set up the clinic in a way where um, tables have enough distance that you're uh, not 
uh, lying beside somebody else, yeah. uh, maintaining a distance in there. We do uh, daily COVID uh, screens that we send uh, electronically to every patient. So they fill out the uh, yep. yeah, yeah. The, the screen uh, every time they come in. Again, mandatory masks and a very, very strict uh, cleaning protocol in there, um, you know, at before, at the end, and in between patients. So uh, we're following all the guidelines that our, our college has, has set out for us and, and, and going above and beyond that and doing more. So, uh, yeah, we're doing as best as we can. It's so, good. I mean, yeah. So if you guys out there are looking for uh, a good physiotherapist, either Mike, who's here obviously today. Yeah. Sanjo is a good backup. I guess you guys have kind of like opposite schedules or you guys kind the of overlap? they're... Uh a couple of the same days, a couple uh, other days. These are Monday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Okay. So, yeah, Sandra's a great pick as well, for sure. Good. Um, so, Is Reza still with you guys, or is he gone? Reza is now at uh, our, our York University location. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, so if you guys are even at uh, yeah. around the York University area, sure. yeah, I remember Reza being pretty good around yeah. there, too. Yeah, he, but... he went to acupuncture training with you, didn't he? Not with me. He did a, a different acupuncture course. Uh, but we've done some other courses in the past, um, some some neurodynamic okay. uh, courses in the past uh, together. Yeah. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Uh, honestly, guys, if you need physio, go see Mike. Yeah, for sure. One of the best guys out there. And uh, again, thank you for tuning into the Manny Project. All right. Thanks, guys. See you guys. Thanks, man. That was good, man. Interesting. Yeah. Weird. It was good, man. No, it was good. It was comfortable. It was if the 